Hey everybody, how you doing out there? It's uh, this is Featherfall Tabletop. We got something new on this Monday. Uh, anyways, this is uh, Featherfall Tabletop. Thank you for uh, being with us starting, uh, ending your Monday, uh, depending on where you are in the world, I guess, uh, here. Uh, so we appreciate that. And starting off our Candlekeep Mysteries. That's where the starting comes into play. Uh, let me get through some uh, housekeeping stuff. We'll get into some channel news, and then we'll have these players introduce themselves, and we'll get underway. Uh, here at Featherfall Tabletop, we do have a few sponsors. One of those would be Found Familiar Coffee. You can check them out in a link down below. Hopefully, if our mod is here, they'll be, uh, they'll be posting that in the, in the chat. But if not, you can find that link down below. You want to save your, some coin, 10% on some uh, D&D-themed, uh, you know, high-fantasy-themed coffee. Uh, check them out. Great uh, pillars of the community. Awesome people have had a chance to play in a couple games with them uh, and had fun every time. So uh, check them out down below. Uh, code Featherfall at checkout for 10% off. The other sponsor, longtime sponsor, would be Skull Splitter Dice. You can check them down out down below. Code Featherfall at checkout for 10% off. Uh, metal Dice, Poly Dice, Dice Subscriptions. They have $5 sets. Uh, any, anything you need, blind bags, all these, all these cool stuff. They also do uh, 5e kind of uh, player guides. I think they've gone through all the classes. They're working through the races and, and stuff like that. So check them out. They, are, um, they do have some information there to help you with your next character. There are our... No, we have one more sponsor. Holy cow. Uh, Roll20. <laughs> Roll20.net, this is how we roll. They are, we are in their Spotlight program. They have been uh, kind enough to gift us this module, uh, Candlekeep Mysteries, all 17 of them. Uh, we're going to start with number one. So thank you, Roll20, for doing that. Uh, Roll20.net, this is how we roll. Check them out for all your virtual tabletop needs. All right, housekeeping done. Channel news, here we go. Wednesday, you're going to catch us here again, same time, for our Descent into Avernus, episode 18. Things are are thickening. We, we have, there's an enemy now. <laughs> we think he's an enemy. Uh, <laughs> we don't know for sure. But uh, things are getting uh, tense down there in hell, and uh, we're, we're there for it. We're having a good time. That's Wednesday. Sunday is the finale of our Curse of Strahd campaign. That's been going on for a year plus. Uh, happy excited all the emotions there with that one uh, i'm i'm ready to see how that fares uh that is sunday um same time 8 30 central uh what else we got we got icewind dale on a monday next monday uh opposite of candlekeep mysteries we got gateway wars played on saturday is that it yeah i think that's it all right here we are Candlekeep Mysteries, this is The Joy of Extra Dimensional Spaces, the first adventure in that series of mysteries for our level one characters. Uh, I was looking at their hit points, and I am scared, uh, but they're going to do great. <laughs> they're going to do great. Uh, we are going to go through some introductions. Uh, they're going to tell you who they are and where you can find them, as well as who their character is and a little bit about them and what they're doing in Candlekeep. And we're going to start with our very own cranky old mage. Uh, let us know where we can find you and let us know about your character tonight. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at cranky old mage. Hard to remember, I know. Um, and also, I'm in the Wednesday night game right here on this channel in Avernus. 
And uh, tonight I am playing Drazover Morningstar, who is a Dragon Ball Sorcerer of Silvery Blue Hue. Okay. Uh, what brings you to Candlekeep? Uh... Um, basically, Draz is just uh, a, a nerdy, nerdy sorcerer, and he kind of just ended up there. And has been kind of stumbling around as a scholar, helping people out as they came, as they come and uh gets swept up in this story okay awesome <laughs> uh snacks close screen by mistake that's all right you hopped right back <laughs> in uh minimal difficulties there we go and well hey let's just uh head it on right over to you debbie uh snacks how are you tell us about yourself tell us about your character tonight uh well i'm debbie snacks i have a twitch stream debbie snacks but i actually spend more time playing on so you can often find me uh, over on Friend and for Monster of the Week, uh, Homebrew Roleplay for the World of Cairn, um, here and there um, on all the RPGs. Um, my character is um, Amathea Celebrun, who is a wood elf. Uh, and it's funny, I closed out because I had written a little backstory for her a, a, a while ago. I was looking for that. Um, but essentially, she has been uh, under the mentorship of a, uh, a druid of the circle of stars and that's why what has brought her here is he gave her something to bring so what about my character perfect thank you debbie uh let's we'll, we'll stay on that side of the screen we'll move on up to tim uh tim tell us about yourself tell us about your character Yes, hello. Uh, I'm Tim. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at say yes to the zest. Um, tonight, my character will be Dynamo. Uh, he is a warforged blood hunter. Um, he was crafted by a gnomish tinkerer, um, and throughout his life, they've been traveling around to various towns as his inventor collects pieces. Uh, they've recently come to a town that has been uh, afflicted by some kind of curse that they don't really know what's going on with that. So he is. Uh, volunteered to go with another, uh, some other groups of people uh, to Candle Keep in order to try to see if there's some kind of cure for this curse. Awesome. Yeah, best Twitter handle on Twitter. Say yes to the zest. Love it. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Makes me chuckle every time. All right. Thank you, uh, Tim, for being here. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, let's move over uh, right below me, London. Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your character. Hello, yeah, I'm London on the uh, for the fall Discord or and just in Discord in general. But you can find me on the internet at Dwayne Butcher, D W A Y N E. Uh, especially if you're interested in ferns, birds, the Memphis Grizzlies, and bread, then I'm the person to follow on those channels. Uh, but new to D and D, uh, for the most part, I've played in a couple of one shots and then played with a, a, a group of friends. Um, you know that we just kind of started up those campaigns, but. I am playing a half-elf bard named Flavin Flodell. Uh, Flavin Flodell is uh, mother was an actor, uh, an acting troupe, and so he traveled up and down the Sword Coast. Uh, he had a real affinity for this little town that's come under siege, uh, and I am in uh, Candle Keep with some other members of the party looking for Matreus to kind of help out. Awesome. Thank you, London. Uh, yeah, interested in all those things as well. 100%. Go <laughs> Grizzlies, right? Yeah. All right. Moving, <laughs> moving down to the screen to the very bottom. Mick, tell us about yourself. Tell us uh, about your character. Hey, I am Mick Macedon. This is my absolute first time in a D&D &D game. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. It should be interesting. It should be fun. 
it sounds like it will be based on what I've heard in the in the pregame chat. Um, I uh, I am on Twitter at McMastodon. That's M I C M A S T O D O N. If anybody wants to try to spell it, um, and if you want to see some gaming videos that are at least five years old, you can <laughs> <laughs> look at um, my YouTube and uh, is also McMastodon. And uh, I used to be on Twitch. I may be on Twitch again doing uh, D&D. Um, we'll see how it goes. But um, let's see. I What? You will be tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my channel's not, not, not on, but um, <laughs> I am... I'm playing uh, uh, Brent, a, uh, a Minotaur monk, and uh, he uh, he has been a cobbler all his life. He's been uh, doing cobbling for the town that has has had the issues um, coming to uh, make money for the monastery, and uh, he's got a bit of a midlife crisis he's 47 <laughs> years old and he said this town is in trouble i've trained in martial arts here at this monastery um and he's gotten leave to go out and try adventuring for the first time i um, love it i love it well there we are there's the cast and we are ready to go uh so let's dive right in you all find yourself in Candlekeep. you've made it you've made it through the gates you've 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 paid your um your gift of knowledge. You have to bring some sort of um, written material that has yet to be um, enshrined in this in this great library, and you all have done that. Uh, and you are all here on a very special mission, looking for Matreus, uh, a wise sage that may be able to help um, uh, fix what is ailing uh, your hometown. The crops are failing. Uh, livestock is um, falling sick in in the fields. Uh, every, everything, rain has even stopped, right? Uh, so you need some help. So you have sought out some, uh, guidance here at Candlekeep and looking for Matreus. You are brought through the halls of the, the, you, you, what you know about Candlekeep, you can't get to past the Emerald Door and into where all the books are housed. What you do get is a study room that then... Some uh, some people, employees of Candlekeep, will then find those books for you and bring them to you. It's a, a checkout situation, um, uh, to put it a certain way, I guess. Uh, so you have all been brought to a room, and uh, this room is um, kind of up in up in the top uh, top end of the building you've gone up a few flights of stairs and you are you are entered into this private study room that was assigned to Matreus and and so you're going to meet him um, as you open the door and uh, you are led inside you see that the room is empty it's unoccupied only a few personal effects a handful of books remain. There is a book open on the table in the center of the room. But it is empty. And uh, the, the guide that brought you there says, Well, here you are. Uh, have a seat. He does not look like he is about. 
uh, probably in the bathroom. He'll be back. And he kind of opens the door and, and gives you room to walk in and uh, have a seat, take a look around. Thank you, sir. I will stand in the hallway and wait. Well, if that is well. what you choose to do, it's none of my business at this point. Any, anything I can get to any of you, and he kind of looks all of you in, in the eyes one by one. The grass looks I away. I require no sustenance. Thank you. Yeah, Flavin's okay. Just kind of walks around the room, takes in, see what he's got, see where he's at. Okay. Uh, you can give me a perception check while, um, if you're if you're taking a look around. So you will roll a, a, your d20, and you will, on your character sheet, you'll look alphabetical order, perception, and then add your modifier there. Anyone? Say that one more time. That 21. Oh, nice. Good start. I just rolled in the roll 20. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a natural 20. So if chat, we can pop off with some nat 20s there in the chat. Way to start us off. Uh, Flavin. I <laughs> love it. Anyone else looking around can roll as well, but knowing that what he kind of got there, <laughs> you're going to come in second place. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you said uh, there's books in the room? Yeah. There's a, a handful of books. Um, uh, a table in the center that has one book that is uh, wide open. Grass is going to look. He's, he's, he's got to see. What, what, oh, no, he doesn't see anything that he hasn't seen before. <laughs> so would I recognize this book that's open on the table? Um, as you're kind of looking at it, you maybe flip it open or closed to look at the cover. You give me an Arcana check. We'll have to we'll have to get another roll in there. See if I can do as good but as this one. Before the Arcana comes into play, you do see some some writings in the margin that are not of the printed text. They look like to be notes of some sort. Um, with that, oh yeah, that's you. You went to the other end of the spectrum there with that roll. <laughs> um, uh, you rolled a two uh, for a total of four. Um, yeah, you don't really tell. You can't really tell who it is, but it is the face of a man of a, uh, of a, of a certain person. Uh, can't really tell who it is though. Like a recent entry or a recent, uh, sketch mark in the book. Uh, in the book itself on the pages, you do see, um, you do see some handwriting. Um, the writing is not familiar to you. Um, you could take a moment to, uh, to look at it and maybe read a little bit if you'd like. Uh, I did share with you the cover of the book. Uh, so you, you all should be able to see that in roll 20. <laughs> yeah, we went from uh, that's a 20 to the oof. Uh, check out that new <laughs> oof emote. Uh, <laughs> uh, pretty great. Amathea uh, yeah, has keen senses. Uh, uh, but not in this moment. Yeah, yeah. Having, having a rough time. Um, what's everyone else doing? Uh, so we got... <laughs> Uh, I think at the time, Draz is going to be fiddling around with his uh, his clothing, his you know, big flowing roby type stuff, <laughs> but not actual robes, just looky roby. Um, oh. And he's going to bump to the table. Oh dear, oh my, oh dear, oh my, and and and, and uh, then notice the book. Okay, uh, Brent, what are you doing in here as this this kind of uh, bigger minotaur figure? Uh, kind of strolling into this room. Yeah, uh, Brent's kind of bumbly. He also he's gonna check out the. You said there was personal effects laying in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 
there's like a little satchel, like a little uh, uh, side pouch uh, that would be worn like cross cross shoulder. <laughs> uh, there is a, a jacket that is kind of strung over one of the chairs there. And then there, there, there are some other books that are kind of, uh, kind of stowed away on different shelves. Um, uh, Brent would like to check out the books on the shelf. Okay. Yeah. As you're kind of, uh, thumbing through, um, nothing really kind of pops out to you. Um, their, their base level informational books on, um, <laughs> planar travel. They're kind of like planar travel for dummies, like one one type stuff. Um, some some base information you could spend some time with it if you'd like um but I, I don't know how familiar brent is with that information it might be you know quantum physics going over over his head but um from a, a brief glance you can tell their base level interplanar travel are there any star maps uh interstellar type travel uh, in, in addition to those books uh, no, not that, not that you can see. There are none, uh, kind of displayed poster style. There's none roll. There are no rolls of, um, uh, maps or scrolls or anything for that matter. And, um, Flavin, as you, as you are, are standing next to this book and over it and kind of looking at it, um, I can give you a little better description of that. Um, it is a heavy tome. It's, it's pretty thick. As you can see in the picture, uh, the, the thick cover is made of an ornately tooled leather decorated with gold filigree. A particular interest in the illustration uh, on the cover. A uh, lot of time was spent in creating and, and embossing this, this figure's head on the cover. It's, uh, you could tell it's spellcaster. <laughs> Very imposing looking. Um, but there you go. Those eyes are blinking at me. <laughs> Did anybody else in the room see that? I thought I saw the eyes on that book move. And if anybody else would like to give an arcana check I, to see if they can determine who this is. Yeah, I will I will be looking at the okay. book and, and noticing the writing on the margin and 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 uh, and, and I'll still be mumbling, oh dear, oh my, oh dear, as <laughs> as I'm reading the words and, and what's okay. coming up and and, and and let's see what my brain does. And Brent's Ooh, looming 18. over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, so as you're doing that, this big minotaur is kind of over <laughs> your shoulder. Uh, <laughs> what do you got there? <laughs> he's 7'3". <seven>, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a big boy. You, you, you are towering over my dragon boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you're, you're kind of, you know, dealing with this, gigantic minotaur over your shoulder and looking at this you know that this is uh morden canaan himself the uh the great wizard um and as you as you know flavin is there kind of looking at it and flipping it back with that same check you do see um handwritten notes in the margin and it one looks it looks almost coded uh, but you're able to to kind of pull out the word that is uh, behind it, and that would be uh, the word scepter. And so that's a coded word. That's uh, yeah. That uh, that Draz can see. Uh, it's 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 kind of bare. It's like almost a, a thieves cant, which is you know special thieves language that looks like a different word, but it's it's kind of uh, it's there's not. It's mage cant. There might be some ar arcane. Uh, 
magic going on behind it, kind of uh, hiding it, disguising it, camouflaging it onto the page. So Flavin looks at the group and is like, well, I don't know if Mage can't, right? I don't know anything <laughs> about that. And so he just asks, like, what, what do y'all think? What do you think about this scepter? Y'all know this uh, Mordekainen? Or however you pronounce it. Morden, Morden Uh But as you say that word scepter, in uh, the middle of the room, kind of almost exploding out of this book, you see a shimmering translucent door that appears kind of cutting its way right into the middle of the room. Uh, and as soon as it starts to appear, you can see the like the outer edges of it start to kind of fade away, like it's not going to last very long. Can we see through the door, like what's on the other side? Uh, it's, it's very kind of like foggy, misty, swirling magic. But you can see the outline of like the, the facade of a building kind of through it if you if you peer hard enough at Is it. Is the building familiar? <laughs> uh, no, no, it would not be familiar. The Flavin looks at the group and he, and he you know, kind of looks at the door and says, has anyone here been to another plane? And you can see he's kind of getting excited. It's like, uh-oh, this may be a real adventure. Oh, dear, oh, my. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brent's a little scared. Can... <laughs> Go ahead, Dynamo. Um, noticing um, out of the corner of his eye, Dynamo will peek into the room and see the door and say, uh, please, halt, comrades. Allow me to inspect for hostiles. And he will enter the room and attempt to open the door to peer inside. Uh, the the door that uh, magically appeared? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not It's not so much, uh, I should rephrase, it's more of a gateway than a door. Uh, ah. There's not really a door to open, it's more of this uh, the shimmering Magic gateway. Magic portal. Yeah, there we go. That's better, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, All right. uh, yeah, so ring the doorbell and sell Avon. <laughs> but if you, if you would like to kind of peek your head in there still, you yeah, can definitely sure. do that. I'd yeah. like to, you know, just, just kind of lean in slightly. Yeah. We have a headless one. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're... Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You lost your head. Um, as you uh, peek your head in there, you see uh, the makings of a mansion. Uh, at least two to three floors. You see uh, an open doorway to this mansion, and you do see a man standing in there. We recognize this person. Um, give the guy me faces on the book. <laughs> Is this a guy that's on the book? That's right. <laughs> Those of you that that are coming from the town and have been sent here for Matreus, he matches the description of Matreus. Oh, okay. And the door is still like fading. Yeah, and from it's, the top it's starting down. to uh, fade and and kind of get smaller and smaller uh, with every second that kind of passes uh, passes by. Oh. Well, it's too late for me, guys, but you can... <laughs> I'm already too big for the door. Uh, I'll call out and say, oh. uh, Greetings, Matreus? Ah! And you, you kind of see him in the distance waving. Yes, come in, come in! Please, hurry, hurry, before the uh, the portal closes. Please, please, come, come, come! Hold the elevator, hold the elevator. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but... Stay out of the, the miasma. Stay. Just go straight to the door. Come to me. Come, 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 come. Oh, dear, um, am I. Turn around oh, and motion everybody inside and just 
go in. And so Flavin, without hesitation, just follows <laughs> follows right in. Yeah. So as you step through, it's almost like you you land on on some clouds, and it's very. Um, ethereal very uh like you're in the clouds but you do see this this kind of shimmering miasma that is surrounding the entire mansion here uh that that he was uh kind of warning you about uh, and you you see him he's kind of holding the door open now and, and waving you in with his other hand um so we have flavin in there uh who else is following oh i i, I will be with my robes flowing around <laughs> me and okay draz is yeah, brent's in. Brent in. Brent is in, kind of has to really kind of horns down and and kind of go in. He's on all fours. (laughs) Horizontal. Um, But you're in. Yeah, I'm I'm Uh, in. Okay. Yeah, uh, Dynamo would have been waiting for everyone to go through and then squeezing through himself. Yeah, and as Dynamo, as you go in, uh, that the portal starts to close down, and you do see one of the the avowed, which are the, uh, the, the people that escorted you, kind of... Uh, see you and wave as it and now you are in and we're actually going to move to our first map Um, so it should be all a black screen for you all Mm -hmm. and I will reveal maybe maybe reveal area April 20 cooperates tonight yeah sometimes All right, I don't know if you can see that. It's kind of right in the dead center. I got gray square. I got it. Okay. Uh, boop, boop, boop. So let me, what is, you know, as much as you prep and you prepare <laughs> and, and you think you're ready, you know, there's a layer it, in roll 20 that's like, hey. You're DMing not... is, is like, it's that quote about war where no matter what plans you have, as yeah. soon as engagement happens, it yeah. all goes to shit. I think Mike Tyson said it once. Everyone has a plan until they get hit, right? That was, uh, That's yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a quote. Now, I'll, I'll reveal a little bit more of the uh, space here for you. Um, so, would you like us to drag out our tokens? Yeah, so if you would, um, you can... So if you go into the, the task bar on the uh, right, click on your name, and you drag it out into the place out into where you would like to be it's kind of a tight uh, little hallway it's, here it's the second icon that looks like a newspaper and you click and hold your name just drag and drop yep i and did so much- drag and drop but i did not see myself appear <laughs> yeah i can hover over mine but yeah okay, i don't see the i got i got dynamo yep. i got uh let's get rid of that one i wonder if it's lighting there where is can you see your characters? I no. cannot. Well, doggone. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're out there, so you you don't have to add any more. It's just can you not? You just see gray. Just see the I, I yeah. see the map. Yeah, the gray map. Like if you mouse over, like you get the crosshairs over your token, but and you can. All but right. There's okay. Nothing. Okay. Let me go to dynamic light. Oh, I can see it if I click on it. I see it for a second. Yeah. Okay. So I think this was. So what happens on this plane to ourselves, physical selves? Advanced? <laughs> nope. I just want. I don't want advanced fog of war. Okay, let me. Well, uh... for you mammal types. <laughs> I am sorry, folks. They did like I will say they did just update it, they and did. so they added this dynamic lighting, and I, 
I have not played with it enough. So we are trying to figure that out now. Did that help at all? Let me it see if I reveal areas. How's that? Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. There we go. Very well. Much better. Yeah. Dark vision is. This is a, a lit hallway. So let me give you a, um, some. And you see this man now in front of you. You see Matreus there. Uh, you can see his token there. He is um, a, a. He's a sage for sure. Let me see if I have a. Boop a doop. Show that to you. Show to everyone. So there is Matreus. Book in hand. There we go. Okay. Sorry for the, the technical hiccup there. We, we're there, though. Um, so as you walk in here, uh, this double door behind you closes as that same portal closes. Uh, you see a ceiling that arches to 15 feet overhead. Long hallways stretch out on either side of the foyer. Uh, standing in the middle of this area is this middle-aged man wearing gray robes. Ah, how did you, you figured out the, the code word? Very good. What brings you here? What were you doing in my study room? I thought they only gave those to one person at a time. Yes, yes. Me and my party, uh, we're very good at code words. Thank you. <laughs> well, obviously. It probably only took you five or so minutes. I mean, it did help. I left it the page open, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, you seem nervous. What? You've never traveled before? Only, only by foot. Ah, it was exhilarating, right? I think I peed a little. Ah, we all do. We all do. It's okay. It's okay. You will have time to clean up and make yourself uh, all better. Anyways, what, what brings you here? I don't, uh, it's, can't say I recognize any of you. And he kind of looks up at, at you, Brent. Uh, well, especially you. You are very tall. The nearby town is suffering through a lot of trouble. Ah, seems to be the plight of many places these days. Um, what can I do to help? I suppose that's uh, what we were sent here for. We came looking for you to see if you had any uh, solutions, any answers uh -huh. to crops and various livestock dying for no apparent reason. He, uh, seeing you talk, he comes over, he's got his pencil, he's kind of like poking and, and prodding a little bit. Ah, interesting. This is a interesting group. Um, so you need, you need my help. Hmm. Okay, I can help. But I need your help as well. Um, a favor for a favor. Dear old man. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'd expect nothing else. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I will be able to help and can look into the problem if I can make it back to Candlekeep and continue some studying. But there is so much in this mansion that is worth taking a look at. If you all could explore the mansion grounds and, and bring back anything that is of interest... That may be uh, um, maybe a new sacred tome for Candlekeep. I don't know. 
anything, and, and maybe something like this. And he pulls out from inside of his robes this little uh, statue in the shape of an imp that's kind of like snarling, but it's frozen in place. Uh, it, it, it doesn't look wood. It looks like some sort of uh, stone, polished stone. Um, I mean, this has to be worth a pretty penny, right? There's got to be more. Um, you bring. You want us to steal from from the house? I mean, as far as I can tell, it's uninhabited. There's nobody here. Okay, I am just saying, more. planes like this can be disappeared, and and nobody will ever know. It's kind of like. Uh, What's in your bag of holding? You never know what's in there, right? It could get lost for, for forever. But if you, brave adventurers and explorers, come in and help me, Matreus, out, maybe we can find something worthwhile. Well, um, no, no disrespect, but when you say something worthwhile, you do mean knowledge and tomes. Oh, know? of course, of course. Of course. Um, us, us scholarly types don't really have need for <laughs> trinkets more than knowledge but so Flavin looks over the group and he kind of shrugs like you know because he's really down for anything right but then he looks at Matreus and he, and he said well I got two questions is like one how long have you been here and the other one is like you said get back to Kendall Keep do you not know how to get us back ah yes I will open the portal for sure and then he looks like, you know, Flavin's like, well, that's a relief. But, but Flavin asked you, uh, how long have you been here, sir? Oh, just moments. Just moments. Just enough to find this trinket that caught my eye. And there could be a library inside, huh? Mm -hmm, there could be. I'm, I mean, it is it a mansion. Graz is wistfully looking on now, thinking, library. <laughs> yeah, and, and as you're like looking left and right, you see several doors to each side uh, going down the hallways. You see a stairwell going straight up, uh, or not straight up, but a stairwell going to the next floor. And so since we're in here, is there any like sounds, you know, of any other things, uh, you know, that are in our immediate area? Uh, yeah, singing animals. <laughs> yeah, give me, a, give, me a, give me a perception check while you're in here. We're in a new location. Can definitely do that. Oh, I don't want to get to the chat. It's a eight, uh, 16. 16. That's pretty good. Evan uh, Dress is too busy thinking about <laughs> books. Yeah. He was excited about the library. Um, he isn't quite excited to meet another sage. That's her background, but then her training in has been more so in astronomy than in the kind of research. That okay. She's a little overwhelmed by meeting someone so revered yeah um so flavin you do hear uh, um some meowing in the door straight ahead um in that first door uh opposite of those double doors you came in and you do hear like it's it's kind of echoey through here so some of your voices are reverberating back at you um you know but uh and most immediately you hear well, it could be a cat close by. That's like it looks at the group. He said, I think there's a cat right over here. I'm kind of afraid of cats. <laughs> ah, you are such a, a, a big one. You cats are so small. But anyways, do we have a deal? 
kind of looks around. So what do you think? You. I'm in. Ah, I yes. So. Adventurers, adventurers, yes. Grass is already taking small steps towards the... All right. The mansion. The, I, look for books. I will open the portal in two hours' time. So be back here, and that portal will open. And so Flavin looks at the group, or looks at Matreza and said, you're not coming with us? Me? No, I have to uh, begin the research. Must get to it. Help your help your town. Yeah, but how will we let you know when we're ready to return? Well, two hours' time should give me enough to get a jump start. I will open the portal, and you just come on through. And either say, we need more time, or, or you're done. Oops, looks like there's no time to spare. Yes, get to it, get to it. Two hours, two hours, okay. Yes, yes okay. sure, two hours. He kind of, he pushes through. Uh, oh, back to the portal, like, all right. Yeah, and he goes through, and as you see that portal open up, and he goes through. Oh, hey, we just got, something happened. Jay Butcher, 100 bitty for the kitty, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, and I missed a few other things, so this is a great time to uh, call this out. My, my, my fault, everyone. Jay Butcher subscribed for their... Uh, one month. Way to go. Thank you so much, Jay Butcher. We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ginkgo, uh, like clockwork, redeemed some channel points for a giant named Arnold. Um, <laughs> Retrograde Tom followed. Uh, thank you for the follow. And I, I think that in the cooking bard gets us all up to, up to, up to speed there. Thank you, everybody, for uh, supporting the channel and, and hanging out with us. So as you see him go through that portal, and it, and it begins to close. You hear like a, a blood curdled scream coming from Matreus as that portal is closing. You 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 don't really. There's no flash of light or anything, but you do. You hear a, a quick slash, and then him falling. You see him just falling to the ground. And then the portal closes. So a slash, like with the portal closing, or like from a weapon. Um, yeah, you. It's what looked like a weapon. And he was already on the other side, so it yeah. closed behind him. Yep. So we just saw him fall in the in the reading chamber. Yep. Back into the main room in Candle Keep, that you started in, and the portal closed. Mm. Danger detected. Matreus <laughs> compromised. <laughs> oh dear, oh my. Uh, I'm gonna run up to the spot and and. Start waving my hands around saying, Scepter, 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 Scepter. <laughs> and then Flavin just starts yelling out Scepter as a, you know. Uh, and now Brent's uh, yelling out Scepter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Draz, give me an Arcana check as you're doing this. I think it, you're proficient in Arcana, yeah? I am. Okay, yeah. Give me, give me a Arcana check. Oh, nice. Ooh. That's a, that's a nat 20, folks. Uh, Ooh. Pop off in the chat there with those nat 20 uh, <laughs> emotes. Um, you know that there might there's one word to open the portal, but there's oftentimes a different word uh, to get back, to open it back up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I, I'm still going to do that for, you know, yeah. a little bit. And like, oh, something, something, something. Uh, okay. Rod, uh, staff, <laughs> stick, twig, tree. Um, and then I'll stop and say, well, maybe the password's inside the mansion. 
Perhaps. We must search quickly. A cat is organic. No, arcane knowledge. We start <laughs> elsewhere. And uh, Dynamo will start moving towards the door on the left. Okay. And he'll attempt to uh, push it open and peek through. All right. Uh, as Dynamo's moving that way, anyone else doing anything? Well, Flavin just knows that there's nothing happening uh, with the door por portal with all the different words that, uh, you know, Draz was saying there. So he just kind of like shrugs, looks at the group, and then follows Dynamo. It's like, well, let's go. Okay. Uh, Dynamo, as you uh, pop your head in this room, uh, you see a battered wooden mannequin in the middle. You see a weapon rack holding staves and daggers, all lit by indigo-tinted light streaming through the window, through a window to the on the opposite side. Uh, the floor is stained and scorched. At the far end of the room, a broom is hovering in the air, sweeping the floor by itself. Just kind of, you know. As brooms do. Yeah, as brooms do. I love that show. Uh, it would be That'd be a cool show. As brooms do. Yeah, daytime, <laughs> daytime television. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of moving throughout, just ever sweeping. It's not really like putting into a pile. Uh, it's just kind of like pushing it all around. And just bouncing from you know side to side. Uh, all right. Um, the Roomba. The Roomba. The Roomba. Perhaps yeah, interesting. Nice. And then he will enter the room and try to move towards the window to see okay. what is on the other side. All right. Um, how are you interacting with the broom that is moving throughout? Uh, he is going to. You know, try to study its movements to see if there's a pattern and then just kind of respect its distance and kind okay. of sidestep right. and get around it. Uh, not a real pattern, but you kind of make your move when it is in a, in a distance. Um, and as you look out this back window, you see that same uh, kind of sparkly miasma that is creating that light that's coming in. It's almost like a, a magical barrier uh, that is surrounding. And as you kind of like check your vision down the, the outside of the wall as much as you can, you see that it goes as far as the eye can see. Hmm. more of the miasma on the other side of this window so as uh, Flavin watches Adam I do that uh, he is under no he doesn't want to study the broom so he just try to reach out to it as you know as quick as he can as it flies by his head okay let's see what happens maybe he wants to ride a broom <laughs> um, as you reach out uh, give me Mm -mm -mm. Give me a. Is, uh, the broom, is, is the broom sweeping or is it just kind of? No, it's sweeping. It's it's doing. Okay. Uh, you could tell by this amount of time, it's doing a job. It's, although poorly. I mean, it's not picking anything up, but it is. It is um, sweeping. Um, give me if you want to grab it. Give me a uh, a dexterity check. Or or athletics, it, or or strength, strength or dexterity, uh, whichever one is better for you. Yeah, definitely dex. Yeah. 17. Ooh, okay. <laughs> see, did I roll in there? Uh, yeah, with a 21. Uh, or I rolled a 12, you rolled a 17. Yeah, you're able to grab it, and it is now, like, wriggling in your hand and trying to get back to its job. So Flavin's kind of upset that he wasn't going to get to ride this broom. <laughs> he thought it was just going to, like, get on this thing and start taking off, you know? Yeah, it, it does not willingly kind of go in that direction um but nothing that, else happens it's just trying to fight it, you know fight yeah and, and you feel like if you let go 
you might get a, a bonk on the head or something as it, it is uh, trying to break free. Um, Emilthea, did I say it right, Emilthea? Okay. Uh, what's going What's going on in the hallway with uh, with you? Well, she's actually uh, stepped in. Okay. I'm not sure the map for that where that room is, but she stepped in and she's just curiously looking at the scorch marks on the floor, not touching them. Yeah. Necessarily. She gets any sense of smell of what may have caused this? Um. Yeah. It It looks like someone was practicing some sort of uh, flame spells, um, firebolt. Flame, is Flame Strike one? Thinking of uh, my Ultima Online days, Flame Strike <laughs> came to mind. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, some spell practice was taking place here. And judging by the weapons on the rack, it's mostly stabs and, and a few daggers. Not a, not like your typical uh, guardsman weapon rack. It's it's more um, you know those lighter finesse weapons. Are there any tomes or scrolls in here? No, this looks very much like a like a sparring practice room, uh, exercise room. Not a not a library. And the stains on the floor? Uh, st stains the same kind of um, you know just the scorch marks. Oh okay. Um, stains a, a little bit maybe you know there's some blood splatter there, uh, maybe mm, some uh, some chemical. Um, components were tested out in here. So Flavin just lets go of the broom. It's like, well, this isn't going to do me anything. So as he lets go of the broom, he tries to, you know, anticipate the brooms, you know, uh, uh, retaliation, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. And as you let go, it immediately, like, the the knob, the, the end of it drives forward at your head twice. Um, a nine and a seven. I don't know what your, your AC is, but I think that's going to miss. That is going to miss. Yeah, both of yeah so, so it like, does. It's like very excited, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it comes and, and strikes twice quickly, but you're able to just kind of, uh, Mr. Miyagi, out of the way. Um, what's everyone else doing as this is happening? Um, we can kind of talk through. Typically, we would roll initiative here, but it's it's one animated broom. I think we'll just kind of, you know, we'll let everybody have an action uh, before the broom acts again. Um, I'm just poking my head in watching Flavin <laughs> fight a broom. Yeah, it's definitely happening. Oh, dear, oh, my. Um, and and I'm, I'm looking, um, noticing the scorch marks and seeing this, the staffs and the daggers and realizing that this is... This is a room where, and I'll say it out loud, it looks like this is a room where uh, Hester's practice. Yeah. Okay. Brent's in the corner hoping the broom's going to go back to its regular sweeping. It does not look like it's going to. It is It is in that defensive kind of position, kind of not straight up with a sweep. It's got kind of a forward tilt toward uh, Flavin's head. We may have a murderer broom on our hands here, folks. Um, Dynamo will uh, see this happening and say, broom, a cleaning utensil, not for combat. And then he will just grab his maul from his back okay. and just try to smash the broom. Yeah, give me, uh, give me an attack. That'll be a 15. Uh, 15 hits. So uh, now roll some damage dice on there. All right. That will be nine bludgeoning Ooh, damage. Nine. 
yeah, you you see you break off. Your maw comes in and just breaks it in half, and the bottom bristle end falls down to the ground, but that top handle end is still floating there, ready to to move forward. But it is definitely, like, bloodied, uh, you know, halfway there. Oh, dear, oh, my. Flavin, this is your mess. You need to <laughs> clean it up. Never a, a bloody broom. He's like, oh, my goodness, what do we do? Uh, so, so, Flavin, that would lead us to you. You can attack this broom if you'd like, um, which... So if you're, if you're on the heels of dynamo that would be a, a good good idea with my rapier rapier have you pronounced that uh, 11 Ooh. um 11 does not hit you you're kind of you know like swinging on the backswing of uh dynamo's mall and you kind of swing where he broke it so you're gonna you thought there was going to be something intact there but you swing and uh, you miss you miss it. You can do your your second hand attack if you have uh, like your dagger uh, prepared as well, which we can well, we can say you do if you'd like. Yeah, of course I have my dagger okay. prepared. So that'll be a straight d20 roll. You don't get in as we talked in our pregame. Yeah, hold on. Let me say I just messed up here for a second. Um, I don't uh, know. Two. A two, yeah. That, again, you're kind of quickly trying to get your dagger in there as well, and uh, and swing wide. Um, so uh, we got a few more actions here before the broom's gonna go. Uh, am, amalthi- am, am, that's it's amalthia. a tongue. Amalthea, yeah, it's a tongue twister for me for some reason. Um, and Andraz, if you'd like to. to so Amalthea has seen this happen before because she too. Uh... I have that embarrassment of casting a spell and then not being able to know what the counter spell is to end it. Um, but she's going to attempt to cast Entangle on the broom to okay. basically to get it to just All stop. Right. And... All right. Is that a is that a save on the broom's part? Uh, it is a uh, yes. A creature area must cast a spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plant until the spell ends. All right. Excuse me. Uh, that is a seventeen on the on the broom's part. Um, as these tangled these vines start to come and sprout up, it's able to kind of fish its way up and through, being being of smaller, uh, spindly stature. It's able to kind of just worm its way out of any of those entanglements. So, but it is difficult terrain there now uh, on that. Actually, going all the way across this room. Um, strength savings throw, be restrained. Okay, yep. So uh, there is, you know, those vines and um, uh, organic matter is taking up this room now uh, in a 20-foot uh, square. Uh, would we then also need to save against the spell? Um, we, can, we can say it's in that the 20 feet to the right there. Uh, okay. and away from everybody else i think uh you're you're a, a well enough spellcaster that you would have known um Draz, anything you'd like to do before this broom gets another oh dear oh my I'm, I'm watching my new friends uh and uh, firebolt <laughs> firebolt hits oh dear for four damage uh yeah and you start to see some of the the broom itself start to uh, singe and and catch a flame at the bottom of it, and it's like, you know, the the fuse of a dynamite starting to crawl its way up. 
still still floating there. Um, anything else? That's it for me. All right, it's going to take two more whacks at Flavin. A ten and a twenty-five. That's a that's a nat twenty for the that's old DM a... there. Uh, this broomstick. Yeah. The 25 hits, I would think, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be five bludgeoning damage as the first one you're able to kind of, whew, but then it swings around and pow, gets you right in the temple uh, for five bludgeoning damage. Uh, and, and Flavin, we'll go ahead and, and that leads to your action. All right, and so he's going to be like, you know, shaking his head a little bit and he's going to cast Vicious Mockery at the broom and he's going to say, you know, I've always preferred mops. Oh damn! <laughs> um, what kind of save is that for him? I can't remember. It is a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Uh, I mean, shocking. At least enough. it says that in the chat. Yeah, you know, they have poor okay. wisdom. Um, that's a two on my end. So, roll that damage. That vicious mockery damage. It's Team. a two psychic damage. Two psychic damage. Stupid broom. I guess. Yeah, you can tell you hurt its feelings, and it. <laughs> falls into this bed of vines kind of crisscrossing with the other half of it and it is laying there inanimate at this point <laughs> and uh featherfall redeemed a whole lot of re-rolls for you all one two five so each of you have a re-roll that you can use at any point uh except for damage you can use it for any check or attack and oddball show thanks for the raid appreciate it a party of eight. Totally appreciated. Thank you. Uh, we are, yes, we are playing um, the first adventure in the Candlekeep Mysteries. And we just took out a, a Broomba, as we've we've titled it. Um, but the, out of initiative, our makeshift initiative here, um, what would you, what is your... your we in the Candlekeep, and it's lit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, is the room on fire right now because of the... Uh, the no, it w it wasn't like a flame. It was just kind of singeing up throughout it. Some of the uh, the the more uh, spindly tinder pieces that were were broke when it broke, kind of caught fire. So, Flavin, how are you feeling over there? Do you need a little? Oh, I'm I'm down. I heard the damn broom just you know took it out of me. Oh, Lost honey. more than half of my health. Oh, well. Oh, I would like to roll cure wounds on on okay. my uh, partner here. All right. So cure wounds. Go ahead and roll that. And uh, ooh, that's six points of healing back to you, Flavin. That's so so wonderful. Thank you so much. No worries. Uh, yeah. I, I've experienced that myself, so I can imagine. You I'm have a good shake on on your forehead tomorrow, though. <laughs> Yeah, you feel your headache just start to uh, ease, and and that tension is, is uh, going away. Mental no, don't touch brooms. That move on their own. <laughs> and I'm gonna kind of walk up and kick the pieces of the broom with my hoof to see, <laughs> okay, <laughs> see if they're if they're really down. Uh, yeah, as you do it, and um, you you kind of flip it over on the backside of the handle, you see that it is. Uh, etched with a name, um, Sylvester Ablesworth. Uh, that is the, the name of this broom. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is, we had a redeemed name for an NPC in there. Uh, unfortunately, is the uh, the short-lived uh, broom. <laughs> but Sylvester Ablesworth is uh, kind of um, etched in on the backside of this. But yeah, it is no longer moving. 
truly unfortunate to see a purposed object broken. <laughs> Rest well, Sylvester. R.I.P. Pour one out. Oh, so that was the broom's name, not the like the owner of the broom. <laughs> no, so... it was the broom's name. The broom. Yeah, okay. the broom. <laughs> the ironic part is, is that it won't be able to clean itself up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, can we tell if this uh, broom is uh, like a magical broom, or had a, had a spell put on it? Is there a way to kind of tell? Yeah, it uh, destroyed it. What what magic was in it? has been eliminated with the, uh, you know, uh, terminating its its life force. Um, but you could tell it was animated by some sort of arcane means. So it's not going to, like, turn into, like, a real Sylvester person. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, dear. No, it's more oh, of an inanimate object that is, through arcane means, given a task to do. Um Task A, task B. Task A is to sweep. Task B is to protect itself. Is that like the law, the law of robotics, but instead it's the law of uh, household? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you've essentially cleared this room. What would you? Where would you like to go? What would you like to do now? Not the cat room. Since, not, since I'm outside, <laughs> excuse me, the door. I'm going to point down and say there's there's a few more doors this way. There has to be a library in here somewhere. I certainly hope so. Oh, oh, dear. oh dear. And I will walk down here. Oh, we, oh, have, yes. we have two doors here, my friends. So I, will, I, I will step this way and gesture, gesture for someone to open this door. Why are you doing it? I'll do it. I'm the big guy. Are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. Do we not check for traps at level one? <laughs> like Brent needs to. I think he's just big enough. <laughs> probably, probably should. Yeah. Um, do we what? You're good so far. So typically <laughs> people would go, I check the door for traps first. Uh, but you're good. Oh. You're good on this one, uh, and that's more like a roguish thing to do. Uh, but anybody can do it. But there are no traps here. <laughs> well, Brendan didn't know to check for traps. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, so, yeah, Dress wouldn't think of it either. As you do, <laughs> I've lost too many appendages in DC. So I'm not checking. like, no. now you tell me to check for traps yeah. <laughs> after I've opened the door. After I've opened uh, her. So as you open this door, at least we didn't. You didn't get hit face yeah. in the face with poison. Yeah. You know. <laughs> then, or a broom. Or me or broom. <laughs> so as you open this room, you do see tall shelves filled with books that line the walls of this room. Uh, two more shelves run through the middle of the room with a 10-foot wide aisle between them. Uh, several stacks of books are piled high throughout the room. There are small reading desks with cozy scarlet chairs in uh, the corners. Can we get a sense on how long it's been since this room's been used? Give me, give me a perception check. Anybody else walking into the room can give me a perception check as well. Well, Frost doesn't care. He's going straight over to the bookshelf and is just like, mm -hmm. "What's here?" All right. Yeah. So give me an investigation check if you're looking at the bookshelves in in particular. I rolled a 12 um, for perception check. Okay. 
I've got a 14. I don't know. I don't know how that gets modified, though. Jeez. Um... My glasses fell off. I can't see the titles. <laughs> Just overwhelmed with emotion, you know, from all these books. You yeah. know. <laughs> so on your character sheet, it should have like a little plus, a little number to it, next to it. Perception, and then a number. You would add that number to your 12. Perception. I rolled a 20 for my perception. Ooh, nice. All right, I have a 13. Okay. Um, so let's, let's resolve, uh, Draz as he's looking at the, uh, this bookshelf, you see, uh, a whole bunch of different subjects, um, just base arcana, some science, religion, astrology, um, poetry, a little bit, a little bit of everything as you're kind of moving, uh, down this shelf. Anything in, uh, like, would these be common titles or nothing? Well, with a nine, I guess nothing jumps out at me. Um, yeah, Especially. you can't really tell. You you don't recognize any of the authors. Um, Six copies yeah. of The Grapes of Wrath? <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking? Amalthea, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, on while you're on the other side of that bookshelf, uh, opposite Draz. You do see a little bit more of planar travel um, paired with mythology and folk tales. Um, uh, some more astrology uh, there with it. But you also see a spine of a book that looks a, a whole lot like the uh, the book that you first encountered that opened the uh, opened the portal. And on its spine, it has uh, a, a gold embellished letter R, capital R. Hey, look over here. I found a book that looks remarkably like the one that led us to our death. I mean, to the, into this, uh, this house, this uh, domicile. Anyone want to open it besides me? And so Flavin's like, of course I will open this book. You know, and is there, when he looks at the book, is there any, uh, so the R is on the outside of the cover? Yeah, yeah, it's on the spine. All right, and so like he just kind of like runs his finger across the spine just to see if anything happens or just to see if it's like embossed or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then he opens it up to see if there are any inscriptions, uh, maybe with a code word or something like that, that he could... Yeah, as you as you pull it off the shelf and look at it a little bit more, it's the same uh, bust of Morning Canaan on the cover, uh, same attention to detail placed on the cover itself. But as you open it up, it is essentially blank. Every page, front to back, is blank. And so Flavor looks at the group and says, "This book hasn't been written yet." Princess, turn it over. <laughs> Yeah, and as you as you turn it over, it is blank. <laughs> Just uh, the the leather uh, back of it, without the uh, the the bust of Morning Canaan on it. Is that identical to the one in the reading room? Yeah, almost one hundred percent identical, except to, uh, for the lack of information, and and it has the the letter R on the spine. And so. Flavin says out loud, R, just like R, like questioning you, like, 
you know, as he's thinking out loud. I'm gonna uh, come over and look over your shoulder while you're, you know. Is it a book on pirates? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Dynamo, as you are on the other side of the room, you see a window, the window that's next to you, you see that same kind of uh, uh, jade green miasma, but you also see a, a patio out there um, that is paved with gray flagstone, um, that same indigo greenish miasma surrounding it. Nothing on the patio. But next to you, you see this bookshelf is full of books that are, are lined up, but each one has an iron uh, clasp on the binding that is connected to a chain, and it is chained to the desk. Unrestricted section. Unrestricted. I found books that are possibly meant to be kept here. And then, so Flavin asked Dynamo, does any of the books begin with the letter R? Uh, he will scan the books and see if any of them begin with an R. Okay. Uh, give me an investigation check. And as you are doing that, I need Flavin and Draz to give me a dexterity save. So on your character sheet, you should have a section in the upper left-ish. Uh, this is dexterity save. Yeah, you got it. Um, I've got an 11 on my investigation okay. check. All right. Uh, Draz, did you get that deck safe? Did you hear that? Can't tell if Cranky's ignoring me. Sorry. <laughs> he's reading a book he's never seen before. He's so excited. <laughs> he is so invested in that that character role play. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. Cranky, Cranky just forgot what his character's name was. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> New character. All right. So, uh, Dynamo, as you are looking at this, you're kind of quickly uh, scanning your Warforged scan. Um, you get to one. You don't see any R. But as you get to, to one in the middle, you see it start to shake. And it shoots off the shelf and hits the bookshelf across from you. And it starts to tip. Uh, and Draz, you're able to, you, you hear the, the crackle of this wooden bookshelf start to fall and you're able to kind of sidestep it. Uh, Flavin, you are unable to get out from underneath it as this bookshelf comes down and sandwiches you to the ground. You are now prone and restrained, uh, under this fallen bookshelf. Sure. Of course. So I just take a book off the uh, shelf and just start reading it while I'm like, wait for my huge friends to maybe help <laughs> pick it up and, and, and get me out of this thing. That's my strength. Uh, Can I try to shove the bookshelf off of him? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I like to hear. Uh, give me um, an athletics check. Uh, athletics check. Oh, I, I will help as Walk. I am also. I'm 6'2". So okay, I, all right. I'm not that. So, Brent, you can roll with advantage because Draz is helping you. So you're going to roll uh, an athletics check. It should be in your list of skills, alphabetical order, so it's going to be close to the top. You're going to roll that twice and add the, the modifier next to it. And you're rolling twice because you had advantage because you're getting uh, aid or help from another character. 
All right, I you did can it. Just yell out help, and then that gives them advantage, <laughs> you know, to on these kind of things, so I can remember that. Um, yeah, but usually the DM's going to say, "Well, how do you help?" And in this case, it's yeah. as as little as Draz coming over uh, and helping. Sure, sure, you sure, know. Of course. Okay. Sometimes there needs to be a little narrative flavor there before to grant the help. All right, Brent, what'd right. you get? Well, I did it in D and D Beyond. I don't. Okay. I don't know how to do that in Roll Twenty. No, that's but all right. I got seventeen on the first one and. Five on the second okay. one. Okay, so with advantage, you you take the highest. If you had disadvantage, we would take the lowest, but you have okay. the highest. So 17, yeah, you're able to uh, get up underneath it, and you get it to a point where you kind of struggle a little bit, uh, and then Draz comes over and, and is able to, and you're able to get it past that point and, and get it set back up. It is a little uh, shaky now that it's been moved, but uh, Flavin, you are uh, unrestrained. Um, so then I get back up and I'm still clutching the uh, empty book uh, in, in my arms. Okay. <laughs> right. um, what's everyone else doing here as <laughs> that's taking place? You're on the, um, Althea, you're on the other side of the room. Uh, what, what, what's going on with you? Well, she hears the commotion and rolls around and sees that, you know, Flavin's been once again uh, <laughs> down for the count. And uh, kind of looks around, shaking her head. Um, if I've already used, if I've prepared it, means I can use it throughout the day, right? Or I can only use it once. Uh, it, if it's a, can, if it's first level, it's going to be how many slots you have. So if I use cure, I mean, I use cure wounds already. Can I use it again? You can, but it will it will take up one of your your spell slots for the day. Uh, he did not take any damage on that fall. Um, All right. It was, it was more of, uh, you know, you kind of eased into it. You kind of caught some of it, but the weight was too much to bear that you kind of, you eased it down on top of you. Um, you, you so you didn't take any damage. Got it. Uh, but as, as you do get closer over to that side of the room, you do see those books on the chain start to rattle a little bit more frequently now that more attention and, and, and individuals are making their way over to that side of the room. Um, so I'm going to just state, uh, I think, uh, you might want to be careful where you're standing in relation to those books, uh, Jeffrey, if anybody hadn't, <laughs> probably doesn't realize that that's actually what happened to Flavin, but it's like, hey, uh, I remember my, my maester, my ma uh, my master saying, don't touch those, don't get near those, if you do, you're not going to like what happened. Well, apparently something happened to the apprentice before me. I never tested. <laughs> There's a yes, lot of animation in this place. Oh, dear, oh, my. And so when I'm thinking about the books and things about what she's saying, is there on the chains that are going to the desk, is there any kind of writing or anything in particular referencing maybe some of those books or any notes or anything like that? As... You're spending more time in here and looking at it. You can tell these are less books of study and more of another uh, form of protection or, or guardianship of this area. Less of uh, knowledge. It's more of a, a, a deadly weapon. And as you're standing and looking, uh, you, you see another book strike out and hit the, uh, the bookshelf across from you. But you're, you're prepared at that point. doesn't knock it over. And a couple in rapid fire succession, just shooting out and um, hitting that bookshelf. 
Um, and you could tell, like, if you got in the way of those books itself with the metal binding, uh, could could do some damage. So then Flavor looks at the group and is like, I don't know if these books are going to help us uh, solve the uh, issue with these dead cows. I, 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 I think if we get hit by those books once too often, we're not going to need the doorway out of here. Flying books, dangerous. Will not heal cows. Correct. All right. But I am still going to uh, take the empty book uh, and then just okay. keep it, you know, and, and then think and be like, hey, I, how about we go check this other room? Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to recommend that. I, I suspect the answer is in this book, even though we can't see it. Okay. So you guys heading out that room back down the hallway. Uh, how far are you going? I'm going as far as the Minotaur takes me. <laughs> is there a, is there a door to the patio? Uh, there is at the end of the hallway. Uh, you're standing right next to it. All right, I'm going to poke my head out the door. Yeah, again, you see that, that indigo miasma that is swirling around, creating this wall of, of fog, essentially. Uh, surrounding the mansion nothing on the patio itself it's it'd be a kind of a cool place to hang out uh, uh with all the colors kind of it's kind of like the aurora borealis you know kind of uh it's got that kind of feel to it but um but nothing out there catches your eye and what about the exterior of the of the building there there's nothing of note um it goes up you can look up it goes up to another floor there are no windows on that wall above you but you can tell it definitely goes up one more All right, nothing out here, guys, as far as I can tell. Is there, is this a doorway down here? Did yeah. Miss? Yep, that's the one where the, the cat sounds were, was coming from. Oh, okay. that was the cat. <laughs> After you. Let us proceed. And uh, Dynamo will make his way down the hallway. Um, he will gesture towards, um, uh, do these, uh, stairs go up or down? Uh, stairs go up in that, okay. that hallway there. And you see another s two sets of doors down the hallway to your left. And then a door at the very end of the hallway. Okay. Um, Dynamo will gesture to the stairs and say, shall we ascend or stay on the same level? And so as he's saying that, uh, listening to Dynamo, Flavin gets on his hands and knees and kind of looks underneath the door, see if there's any kind of light coming in. Can he see a cat? You know, is a cat strangled by another broom beating it up or something? There's okay. a paw coming out from under the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, you can give me a perception check as you are, are staring in the underneath of here, but... You don't you don't see any light like in the the exercise room that had a window. So from what you can tell, there is no uh, window uh, out to the back of this room. Uh, perception, yeah, you 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 hear uh, a little more uh, pre prevalent now those uh, those meows. Um, but then, yeah, that's about all you can get. 
And so Flavin looks at the group and says, maybe these cats can read this book with no words. Shall we go in? Just be careful because this litter box has probably haven't been scooped for a while. <laughs> All right. All right. So then, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Anyone opening it is what I was going to ask. Yeah, Flavin's going to go do it. He's All like, right. well, let's try it. I like it. I like it. Flavin the Brave. We will put that on your tombstone. Yeah. So as you, <laughs> as you open this room, you do see uh, the entire far wall of the room is floor-to-ceiling bookshelves. Uh, even more books are resting on several large scarlet armchairs, uh, much like in the, the library that you were just in, uh, with small wooden tables. And so Flavin like, goes in, he turns right back around, he looks at Dress, and says, Dress, there's so many books in here. Another <laughs> library. Yeah, there are also uh, several paintings on the walls. And there is a fluffy black cat that is curled up in one of the chairs. Uh, Jay Butcher, thanks again for another 100 bits. Biddies for the kitties, I would imagine. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Kitty biddies. <laughs> now in stores. Um, did you say books as I go running in? Yeah. I'm not ignoring the cat. <laughs> because... Yeah, as, oh, okay. as more individuals fill this room, the cat uh, sits up and begins to, like, meow a little bit more. It gets down and actually approaches uh, approaches you all one by one, doing its, you know, kitty dance through your legs, kind of moving through. Um, not, not friendly, but more like checking you out. Um, like, maybe it has been a while. You're in my house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I... Can I take like a, a little bit of uh, jerky out of my pocket and give it to the cat? Yeah, definitely. Um, as you do that, give me a animal handling check. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it definitely like sits down next to you and starts doing the head rub on your hand, you know, uh, accepting the jerky. And, and now is like posted up next to you specifically, uh, no longer making its rounds through the legs of the other individuals uh, sticking with you as you are now <laughs> the feeder. So I'm going to get as far away from her as I can now. <laughs> yeah. Cats. I am going to examine the books on the shelves. Okay. Uh, give me an investigation check. Um, and as you're spending more time in here, you do see there are three paintings hanging on the walls. Uh, they're landscape scene with a large, green dragon emerging from a grove of pine trees uh, a study of a pegasus in flight on the other one and then a portrait of a unicorn in a wooden glade so you got a dragon emerging from a grove of pine trees um, a pegasus in flight and a unicorn in a wooden glade uh, with your investigation you see books of um these are all written by one particular author uh, where the other ones were more of a collection of uh, books to study, these seem to be the writings of somebody named Fistandia. Uh, they're, they're memoirs, basically. Um, you can tell from... How, how long do you want to spend looking at this, I should say? Uh, and, and what do you okay. want to do with that information? Because there are a lot of, uh, yeah. of volumes here. 
I will take a few minutes. I'm basic. Basically, my goal is to is to see if there's an answer. Like, here, how here's how you open the portal to get out of this weird dimension. Okay. And if it's in the memoirs, I will, you know. Yeah. Like if I pick up book one and it says I was born in a ramshackle <laughs> village, I'll put that down and jump a couple okay. of volumes uh, to adulthood. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you, you kind of thumb through the volumes, getting to the, the juicier stuff, um, you, you're kind of picking up that Fistandio was a powerful mage as well as a priest. Uh, you can tell some of her writings are talking of her, her frequented visits to Candlekeep, uh, furthering her studies. She was granted. So as, Go ahead. And so as Draz is doing that, then I'm looking at the at the three paintings, yep. and then just you know, kind of looking at them, you know, kind of taking them off the wall a little bit to see if there's any, you know, any panel or or, or safe or, or window or anything like that that's hidden behind them. Or... Okay. Uh, yeah. No, no funny business here with these paintings. Um, yeah, they're just you can. They were yeah commissioned and and done. Um, to to kind of build the ambiance here, uh, but but no, nothing uh, sticking out from them. You do see um, as you're kind of moving throughout the room on one of the armchairs in that bottom uh, left hand corner, you do see a, a standalone book with the same spine and cover as uh, the one with Morgan Canaan on it, and as the one that you have already picked up with the letter R on it. So of course I'll go over there and pick up the book, and I'm like, "Hello, there's another book here." <laughs> as he picks it up, and then as you know, looks at it to see if there's a, another letter, something else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the letter I, the letter I, is on the spine, and the pages again are blank. Pages. So again. then he picks up the book and he kind of points it at the kitty. Like, does this kitty read? Does this kitty know? <laughs> no, that kitty is. Uh enamored with jerky and, and pets and, and uh, newfound snuggles. Um, <laughs> Not interested in that book. Yeah, kitties all over this uh, screen here. <laughs> yeah, look at them all. They're, they, they're, they're coming. Kitties um, are real. Draz, I should say, too, as you're kind of thumbing through, you do see a book that is not of... Uh, it's like one standout book that is not the same kind of journal, and it looks like it's a trigger for something. Um, is anybody aiding Draz as as they're thumbing through? So as I pick up the book with the uh, the eye on there, I do go over and with Draz to to you know let him know about that and see what he's doing or if he needs any help or. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna help too. Okay. Uh, when when he shows me that book, I'm gonna uh, light bulb goes off. Um. I I I. I wonder i suspect um multiple books each with a letter and the letters spell the word to get us out and then flavin screams like that's genius that 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 yes indeed yes um so we, look for more of this gordon kynan's books Though there is this one on the shelf that is different than the others, and I'll yank it off the shelf. Before you get to that one, you do find okay. a, a one of the memoirs 
that is is rather interesting and it, and it totally correlates with this light bulb moment you had um, in in her writings in her journaling she uh, writes about uh, how she's getting kind of fearful that any guests that would come uh, to this place might be trapped in this mansion so she has hid the command word on the spines of seven books in this mansion so your 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 kind of hypothesis is, is Eureka. Being, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so there are seven in total, and you have two of them, two. R and the I. And you open that, you pull that spine of the book, and uh, reveals a secret passage uh, behind this one bookshelf. Kind of opens up, revealing um, a staircase going down. Here and then Flavin's like, "Oh, a secret passage!" And he and he looks at Brent and he just like looks Brent's at like, staircase, I'm look there. at Brent, look at staircase, looks at Brent. I, I'm already leaving the cat room. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Brent is their cats doesn't there. like cats. Um, sign me up. Brent doesn't uh, want any bull <laughs> from the cat. <laughs> Get it. I'm, I'm trying. I can hear. I mean, how how wide is this room? Uh, the the study that you're in is 15 feet by 15 feet square, and then the okay. the stairs going down are five feet by 15. So am I, am I in the study or right out? Uh, I would say you're in the study. You okay. you are seeing all of that. I I can move your chair. Cut off of me and try <laughs> to follow the rest of y'all. Um, all of the yeah. party as um, it's. As you are moving out of this room and, and it's not really seeing any more um, scraps coming its way, it does hop down out of your, your lap and your hands, and it does head down the hallway this way. Okay, great. Um, everybody else moving down the... Uh... Yeah, I'm right behind Flavin. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, so if you go uh, down on your the map, you'll see um, those stairs coming down. I think Can you guys I... shut the door so the cat doesn't follow us? <laughs> Might get stuck. I, I, is, you all there? is there is is there a oh, trigger? I see it. Okay, I see it. Oh, that's okay. So yeah, as that's... you uh, come down into this hallway, you do see a door straight ahead, and then you do. There is another hallway. What There's do you a think, door Brent? here, guys. All right. Um, it, are we supposed to check for traps, guys? Because you didn't <laughs> tell me that last time. Is that a thing that we do? <laughs> I'm new to this. Oh, oh, oh dear, oh my! It never occurred to me. Trap doors. Well, I mean, so if, you can if you'd like. It's a trap if you're the first through the door. <laughs> Possibly. All right, I'm going through. All right, Ooh, I attempt great. to open. It. All right, which which door? The one uh, on the the right there. Yeah, to our right as we're coming down the hallway. Oh wait, was there one? There's the there's corner? one here. Yeah. All right. One here. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, for some reason, thinking there's one behind you. Yeah. So the one straight ahead. Yeah. Um, you're able to open it. It is not. Um, so far from what you could tell, uh, other than the, the guardians, there are no traps so far. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that completely, but uh, there are no traps so far. So you're, far. You're getting like, it's kind of, you know, come and go, uh, with the house, the specific guardians. Uh, but, you know. You know, okay. some DMs would make them up, make up traps now. Yeah, I should just throw a bunch at you. But you walk into this room, and the air here smells of uh, chemicals. Um, 
long wooden table stretch across the room laden with vials, beakers, flasks holding various liquids and powders. Uh, books are stacked between the glassware and chemicals. Yellowed paper charts and blackboards full of complex formulas cover the walls. So the slave walks in, the first thing he does is just, you know, walk around as fast as he can and then just look to see if he can find another one of these uh, yeah. lettered books. Yeah, you, you definitely see one leaning up against one of the beakers, the larger beakers, and you find one with the letter B on it. I just want to point out, guys, we're not only trying to get back, but we did come here to help the town, and it doesn't look like uh, Matreus is going to be doing much to help us. Yes, Indeed. Um, I I was concerned about that myself. I mean, we, we had our tasks to do, the tasks that he asked us to do. Then we also will want to be able to leave here. It seems that time is of the essence. We must gather these books so we may return to Matreus. Are the books themselves, though, enough value of knowledge for us to return with? Mm. Both to help the village and... Uh, give me an intelligence check. Just straight intelligence. And, and anybody can do this that's in there. Ooh. <laughs> that's five. At 15. Oh. I got three. Wow. Nine. <laughs> uh, Flavin. Flavin. Um, I am so busy trying to figure out what this word is with only three letters. Um, uh, the books down here, not so much. They're basic uh, alchemical books, but the charts that are on the wall, you're you're getting that there's some sort of uh, transmutation calculation going on here. And from what you could tell, they were trying to turn something raw material, basic materials into gold. And uh, judging by the scorch marks, acid burns on the furniture, you can tell there were some spectacular failures in here. The other thing you're picking up, as, as you all are now acquainted in the room, you do see four clay figures. Um, not like the, the imp that um, Matreus was holding on to. Uh, these are more rudimentary. Uh, but you do see four clay figures that are, are different levels of completion. Um, barely humanoid. Uh, very small, winged body. Um, but the fourth one in the line looks fairly lifelike. Uh, looks like it could just be sleeping. When I, when I see these, I have a, a revelation, and, and I just turn to the rest party and I say, when, when he when he went through that portal, was he holding one of those imp... Was he, mm -hmm. Aren't these the same as he had? Was he actually holding one? When he um, give, me, give me an Arcana check as you're, you're looking at these. Um, different material that from what you can tell, and different... I did say small and winged, which is very imp-like, but um, uh, a little bit, little bit different. Yeah, you can tell these are the the start of a creation of a homunculi, which is kind of like a um, uh, a constructed pet, and and it's different uh, levels of completion. With the four, with the fourth one being the most complete, but still um, not quite done. 
So Flavin looks at this and, and he, you know, kind of picks up some of the, you know, scraps of paper or beakers or, or vials or something that's on the table. And he kind of like pokes at the fourth little imp creature. So you think things going to happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll share that, share that with you. The vision of the homunculus. Um, hopefully I'm saying that right. Homunculus, uh, kind of gremlin like, <laughs> um, very cute, very small, not a cat. Um, these are okay yeah (laughs) these are fine uh more time in here you begin to see uh kind of shuffling through some of the tables and the stuff on the tables you see some some regents that could be quite valuable in uh uh creating some spells or some potions you see um about 50 gold worth of alchemical materials and you do see (laughs) <laughs> two vials that contain potions of healing. Or we should uh, grab this stuff, right, guys? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Grab those red potions. Yeah, Amathea would be interested mm-hmm. in some of the uh, ingredients for spells. Okay. Yeah, you're you're able to kind of uh, take in pocket whatever you would need, any and all. Um, about 50 GP each i'll say there's 50 gp of the regents and 50 of the uh, alchemical materials uh and these two potions of healing which are 2d4 plus two so um you know use those as you need um i'm looking at you flavin i was just gonna say <laughs> we better hand one directly to flavin oh, maybe we should hold it for <laughs> gazy vols yeah he... yeah that's right just pour it in my mouth you know and i'm holding on to these books <laughs> Um, otherwise you're, you've kind of, uh, exhausted this room, um, kind of flipped over every, every stone. Yeah. Let's go back up to that other door. There, these homunculus okay. actually cute. Yeah. I, I like, them. like, like <laughs> I would have one as a pet. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Uh, so you open up that other door, leads you to another hallway with two doors inside their dynamo that you can see. Mm. And Brent, as you walk in. I'll, um, how many books do we have? We have two uh, three. or three? Three total. Uh, R, I, and a B. McRib. McRib. <laughs> that is that, definitely... That's, that's the word, McRib. <laughs> oh, man. There's a portal open anywhere. Yeah. Can we get McRib? a portal? Is there a portal to McRibs? Because uh, they kind of uh, come and go, right? Or two, or two letters short, though. It's I'll, try to, I'll try to open this first door okay. on the right here. Yeah, this one is actually trapped and you die. I'm kidding. Uh, it's French. It's Lomac Rib. Yeah, Lomac Rib. Le Big Mac. Um, so you, as you open this room, you see uh, dark stones in, uh, in this room, unlike the other rooms. Uh, very few objects in here. There is a five-foot diameter circle of intricate runes uh, covering the floor. There's an empty wooden backstand, book stand, backstand. What is that? Nobody knows. There's a book stand opposite <laughs> the door uh, and bronze braziers, not braziers, braziers <laughs> at the other three cardinal points of the circle uh, that you can see. Those are those little circles in the uh, on the map there. Whatever material they contain is long burned uh, to cinders, but the room still smells of charcoal and sulfur. Uh, sitting next to the book stand is a warty toad. <laughs> and no book with uh, any letter or anything like that on there. Um, not the bookshelf. You see the back of the bookshelf. 
so you'd have to uh, uh, come through the room. To, I'm uh, going to be distracted by the uh, room work on the floor. Okay. Can I can I decipher what it's for? Uh, yeah. Go go ahead and give me an Arcana check on that. I'm going to be right there. Twenty. Twenty. Uh, you could tell it's some sort of summoning circle. Um. Hmm. And as uh, Flavin and and Brent get closer to that bookshelf, that toad starts to morph and grow into um, a closet. Again, I, I got I got handouts for days, folks. Uh, here we go. This is coming <laughs> to you. The horns start to sprout oh. out of the uh, the the uh, frog tail. Starts to come out. The claws come out, and it starts to hiss at you. And it is uh, going to at you, Brent. It is going to. Um. Actually, the both of you. Let's let's. Let's go. Let's go big or go home. Um, both of you, give me uh, Flavin and Brent. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Give me a wisdom saving throw. And let me just make sure. Use my, <laughs> use my handy dandy. Uh-oh. Oh, actually, oh. Every, let's just do that. Everybody in this room, give me a wisdom saving oh. throw. It is a small enough room. Oh boy! <laughs> As I roll my two, I just oh, tap my, it on the my. head. You know. Keep in mind, you do have a reroll. You yes, that is correct. You all have a reroll, Flavin. Probably a good time to use it. You should reroll, re- re- Flavin. <laughs> but then he's like seventeen. See what's happening. Okay, so we got a seventeen. We got a nineteen. We got an eighteen. And my sixteen reroll. And a Thank sixteen you. on the reroll. Waiting on Dynamo. So I got a seven, and then I rerolled and got a seven. Oh, nice. Yeah, thank you for that. Nothing. Um. So. <laughs> Well, because you're a Warforged, you'll have to tell me if this this takes hold, right? It might not. Um, you hear, you all hear this screech coming out of this uh, this toad as it's morphing into this uh, demonic-looking uh, creature in front of you, um, and you are all be, you all begin to get chills. The hair is standing up on your arm and your neck. Uh, except you, Dynamo, because I don't know that you have <laughs> uh, hair. But uh, you start to like cover your ears and you're, you're asking yourself what is that screeching sound you all save except dynamo so dynamo can you be frightened yes okay so some inner core of your being dynamo just is unable to shrug this off uh and you are now frightened for one minute and you can right. repeat the save at the end of your turn um okay but disadvantage if the closet is in your line of sight. Mm-hmm. So we are going to roll initiative. Let's do that. Let's just do it official. Um, I'd, I'd hate to, uh, uh, for some of you, that this is, your, this is your first time. I'd hate to not have you get into uh, an initiative. Yeah, so click on your token and then hit the little initiative uh, roller in your character sheet. And if you're using uh, an outside roller, just tell me what you got and I can add you. I got a six. All right, six for Dynamo. Uh, I got a twenty-one. Oh, nice. Unless frightened, the disadvantage from frightened does not apply to initiative, does it? Um. No, I'll say it won't. So you got a twenty-one. 
Yes. Who got who got a six? Who did? Uh, Brent. Sorry, I I I I was listening to voices and apparently I don't have your voices memorized. <laughs> six for Brent. All right. Um, there we go. All right. Uh, I think everybody else is in there. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dynamo, it's your turn. Um, as you are are you know working out this um, this scary scream. Uh, you can give me you give me a saving throw at the end of your turn, so you can okay. you can move, but you you don't get an action. Right. Okay. Is am I um, do I remember uh, frightened correctly? That sounds good to me. Um, yeah. So, kind of uh, taking in the sight, uh, Dynamo will say, um, "Unlogged creature properties unknown." Must learn more, and then he will. Uh, I guess he will See. have he'll have his maul at the ready in case the creature approaches him. Okay. Uh, but for the time, he is just gonna stand there trying okay. to take in the situation. And uh, yeah, in line of sight, so definitely, um, you know, still driving that fear into you. Mm-hmm. But you're doing everything you can in in your constructed body to get that maul ready. Mm-hmm. Um, still frightened. If uh, you can make the save though at the end of your turn. So yeah, go ahead and make another wisdom save. Uh, that'll be a fourteen. Oh uh, yeah, that's enough. Uh, as you know, getting that maul up into your eyesight, you see it and you can kind of feel uh, the power through it and know what kind of uh, um, uh, you know uh, power that that can bring, uh, damage that that can bring. That it kind of snaps you out of it. Mm-hmm. You are no longer frightened. Uh, Draz, that brings us to you. Hey. Here am I, Chris says, as he uh, does what he's going to do and fling a firebolt at the closet. <laughs> All right. Uh, 11, 11 does not hit. Uh, kind of catches the edge of that bookshelf and and uh, skews it off, just missing the closet. Okay. That is all I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, that brings us to... Amalthia, Amalthia, that is a, a, the tongue is a twisters, I'm sorry. Amalthia. Amalthia. Got it. Great. I'll get it, and then we'll be done for tonight. (laughs) Go go ahead, your turn. He's a young druid, he uh, might have a little uh, incident like the broom, Um, that whoever enchanted the broom. (laughs) But Amalthia is going to cast Thunder Wave. Ooh. All right. Which um, is wave of thunderous force. It's going to sweep out from me, and each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from, from me must make a constitution saving roll. Okay. Um, so I imagine you want to kind of place that at the back of the room so Brent is not in it. It's going to... Is Brent in that corner? Yeah, he is, uh, he is pretty... He's within... Uh, melee range of the 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 closet yeah here's the closet yeah here's uh, brent and here's you yeah so here's the thing is it goes 15 feet uh-huh. um and so i believe is this going to mean that if it everyone fell, in the room oh shoot <laughs> everyone uh, in the yeah room. this might this might <laughs> be, the whole room. this might do the tpk <laughs> um yeah that's that it, it's going to cover the room because a 15 foot cube from you is going to make it to the end of the room, but yeah, it's the, it's the entire. 
room. Yep. So everybody so, in here would have to make that save. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I would maybe advise against it uh, because 2d8, somebody's 2D8. probably going to go down. <laughs> oh, wait, this is his Y-hander? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. I mean, you Last know, <laughs> if, if you want to do it. <laughs> I just yeah. think it might be a little endangering to to the party. If it was just Brent, maybe, you know. Um, Brent but... saying, no, no, <laughs> stop. Wait, this could outright kill me, to, I'll be blunt. Flavin's over in the corner. Yeah, Flavin's taking enough damage. It'd be like the accidental. Uh, but in all fairness, keep in mind, we are operating as level one players, mm -hmm. or level one characters. Um, yep. So that could be something, but no, I won't. I will, uh, not, I will not. <laughs> That was that was, now you understand why I was talking about the enchanted room that was left behind. Um, I guess I can't charm that person because it's a creature. You could, uh, you can charm person. It, it's called charm charm person, but it, you can still use it on a creature. Attempt to charm that creature. Okay. Um, because what the heck? Why not? Again. Novice druid. Yeah. First time. Um, yeah, we'll 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 roll with it. Um, so they have to make a wisdom save. All right, so here we go. Wisdom save. Uh, they rolled a fifteen. I don't know what your save is. Okay. It should be on the same page as your spells, right yeah. at the top. Okay, right at the top. Uh, my spell save. DC. Yeah. My, mm -hmm. my attack bonus or the spell the, the, the spell save dc yeah. yep at 13 okay so you you begin to utter these uh these words towards this this creature as it's done forming out of its frog uh the the froggy visage um and it's it does not pay mind to you it it, it does save on its wisdom save there and it is focused on this gigantic minotaur that is in front of it that is towering over it um Anything else that you would like to do? That was action. Uh, do you have a bonus action? What type of bonus action would we see for level one? Ba -ba 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 -bum. For a druid, I don't, you probably don't have anything uh, that you can do. Um, so it's probably um, nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the other bonus actions. Uh, usually, you would have an ability or some or a spell that you could cast as a bonus action, um, but as level one, you probably don't have one. So, so you don't have cantrips, like a cantrip, something that you can. If if the cantrip says next to it, bonus action or or ba, yeah, um, you can, <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Okay. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, bonus actions sometimes are left just on the table uh, unused. Okay. okay. Got it. All right, um, Flavin. And Flavin looks Flavin. at Brent and he goes, you know, that cat did not attack us, right? <laughs> and and he, as he says that, he casts vicious, vicious mockery. All right. I like that. What kind of wisdom save? I like that. It is a 13. Uh, uh, ooh, that's oh. another another 15. Um, Stupid ass tone. I know. He does not have a modifier, but uh, rolling hot at roll20.net. Uh, this is how we roll. Uh, yeah, again, just your words mean nothing to to it as it's focused on this gigantic minotaur. Um, so you have movement and you have a bonus action if you'd like. 
Yeah, so for my bonus action, what I'm going to do is throw my dagger at the little toady. All right, so a straight d20 roll, uh, no modifiers. Ooh, 13. 13. Hey, that hits. Roll the damage dice, no modifiers, because this is your bonus action, second attack. So it's just a 1d4. Yep, so just a straight d4. Two. Two. All right, yeah, you're as it's looking at uh, Brent, uh, it just catches this dagger in its uh, in its hindquarters, and it's its turn now. Yeah, it is going to quickly, like lightning fast, jump up on top of this bookshelf and then bound onto you, Brent, and it is going to do a claw attack on your 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 neck. That's a 19 to hit. I believe that hits. So you should have on your character sheet AC and a number. Yeah. Yeah, armor class. 13. 13. Yeah, that definitely hits. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, my guys. Uh, TPK incoming. Uh, so you take seven piercing damage as its uh, as its teeth sink into like the traps on on your gigantic minotaur neck. And then as it's biting down, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. So you should have right. in your list of saves, you're going to click the constitu- constitution. Whew. Double 19. Oof. 19. All right. Yeah, you, you just that kind a good of... Oof. That's a good oof. Uh, that's a good <laughs> oof, folks. You kind of just like flex your traps and it, it pushes the, the fangs of this, this closet out of you. And all the poison that w- it was going to pump into your body kind of just now is on the surface level. Ooh, that, was, that was good because that was going to be six points of poison damage. Um, Brent, it is now your turn. You have this closet like on your neck. Uh, all right. It's... So I'm going to take my hammer and try to whack him off of me. Okay. Yeah. You just like take the butt of it and just... Yeah. All right. Just... So give me an attack roll with that hammer. All right. Where do I click here? So it should be your weapon somewhere mm. in D&D. I got 10. Uh, you do have a reroll. I think you still have one if you'd like yeah, to. Yeah, let me, let me use that reroll. Because um, and... that, that dagger did a number on this guy that... Um, <laughs> is it? I did. I got eleven. <laughs> eleven. Uh, not quite enough. You're you're sitting there trying to. It's 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 ducking from side to side, um, kind of uh, rolling around you that you're not able to get purchase on it. Uh, Dynamo, you see this happening. You see that bite happen, and then uh, Brent kind of flailing uh, around for the first time. What Wait, I like think I have do? a. Don't I have a bonus action? Um, as a monk, oh as a monk yeah you should you should Sorry, be able I'm, to well you don't have key points yet so no flurry of blows yeah but I'm not a I think you can make one unarmed strike as a bonus action. make an unarmed I strike believe, let's do it yeah I believe that's correct roll roll a, a straight d20 oh I have just straight yeah or or it should be in your attack it should unarmed be unarmed strike uh, yeah unarmed strike yep mm-hmm. yeah it says plus four though Under okay action. yeah um, yeah, that, that's, that's like sections. yeah, that's you a crazy your, monk your dexterity shit. as a monk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy monk shit. <laughs> crazy well, monk I got, shit. I, I rolled, I got seven. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you were just having a hard time. Uh, <laughs> you know, this thing being on top of you is just unsettling. Uh, you know, maybe you're envisioning it's actually a cat. 
uh, and just <laughs> having a hard time with it. Uh, Dynamo, that leads us to you. You see him even more flailing around and, and struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynamo will say, uh, strange species of toad, not susceptible <laughs> to magic, perhaps susceptible to hammer. And will <laughs> stride across the room and try to just bring the hammer down on top of this creature. Nice. And then on top of Brent, too, because... <laughs> Don't fail. Oh, no. Not. Ooh, that'll be a 24 to hit. Oh, that Ooh. definitely uh, hits. Give me nice. that Give me that damage roll. Uh, that will be nine bludgeoning damage. Oh, yeah, that's enough to... Uh, you kind of... You, you make your swipe just enough to catch it and then push it off rather than driving straight down on him. Um, you know, saving your... your, your your party member there uh and it does it just hits up against that bookshelf and then falls down to the ground out of initiative folks murder death kill that's how we did it (laughs) oh dear oh my well done dynamo thanks buddy (laughs) and so now that we're on the back of that bookshelf is there any books there that uh that were you know kind of fit our pattern this bookshelf is empty There's none the here. Has been quenched. Uh, Dynamo would move over to where the the creature is on the ground, and he will cautiously kind of poke at it with the okay. with the end of his maul, <laughs> and then uh, seeing if it you know just is staying there limp, he'll go over and try to pick it up, and say perhaps good research for Matreus, and then he will put it in his bag. <laughs> loaded you got it yeah it's it's a small enough creature uh you know it is you know cat size but yeah you're it have a name it. tag <laughs> like the no, no name tag as his eyes cross a little and they kind of but you know uh but from what you could tell this room has been cleared that flavor no just looks at the group is like let's go back up to this other door Yeah, and as you go up to this other door, this last door in this hallway, you open that up. Uh, again, you this one has very astringent smells. You are getting uh, alcohol and brine that is permeating this room. Glass vessels, uh, large and small, standing in rows on the floor and tables, ranging from one foot to six foot tall. Inside each vessel is a body of a creature floating in clear liquid. Uh, one four-foot-tall container is missing its lid with no occupant. Was that is that bottle labeled Toady? <laughs> uh, not labeled. And so, with those smells and, and, and the smells in the other room, are these uh, things that we were told as evidence back in the village? Uh, that maybe the sage told us about us, like things that were happening with the crops and with the animals and stuff, anything like that similar. Um, from what you're getting, this place doesn't really have a connection with your hometown. This is more like wrong place, wrong time. You are stuck here trying to find your way out. Matreus is going to have that answer Got uh, it. with the research that he's doing. You're more, uh, the connection to hometown isn't quite there. There could be things in here that could help or lead to a, a solution, but um, nothing um, explicit. 
But as you as you're looking around at some of these, maybe they're catching your eyes if you are of the inquisitive type. Um, some weird, rare creatures are in these in these jars. You do see a cockatrice in one. You see a flump in another. Uh, a giant fire beetle, a small grell, a myconid sprout, a pseudo dragon, um, four severed hands in in one housed in one jar. Oh, no. <laughs> Troubling that these things are contained here. And do we know yeah. what these uh, like special creatures are? Like we we would have heard of them, like uh, in our plane. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 rare as they are, there's enough like you know campfire stories about some of these. Um, you you probably haven't encountered any, but there's enough. Uh, recognition there that you've heard like stories as a child about some of these um, and as you're you're sitting here recalling those stories you see those severed hands start to wriggle around in that jar and one goes up to the top and you can see it starting to twist the lid off and you can hear oh, it like no no I'm gonna hold the jar closed <laughs> yeah you put your, yeah you put your, your cloven uh, hoof on there and you you hold it down stop it from going and you see the hand that was doing this kind of go up and try to punch it and, and punch and the other hand is pushing it up and trying to put more pressure on it as you are you are holding it down if there isn't anything in this room we need perhaps we should we, we should uh, exit and be sure to shut the door <laughs> yeah no you, no you are wise no books whatsoever I'm, in here no books that's what i was gonna say i'm gonna take a look around quickly in between the things for books but no books no books. Let's go. Okay. And I'm wondering, who has those health potions? Can I? <laughs> I think I'm down to four, right? Ooh. Yeah. So if you'd like to do that, yes. uh, it's two d four plus two. Um, can I ta can I take one, guys? Absolutely. That is fine with me. Anybody, you anybody know, I can. I got a spell. That? I can do a cure wounds on you if you'd rather do that, and we can save I mean, that. Is that mm. is that something you can do? You might want to save the spells, maybe. Okay, sure, um, sure. That's just fun. yeah, they they have limited use, right? Yeah, yeah, and you only have a certain number where yeah, yeah, the only thing yeah. you could do with these healing potions is heal. Okay, so, that's good. So I roll d4 twice. Yeah, two d4 plus two. So two. Yep, and then add two. Yep. A one. <laughs> That's a bummer. Want one? <laughs> Dropped it. And three, so I get six back. Four plus two, yep, six. Yep. 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 Very good. Ones always suck. <laughs> All right, so you guys make your way back up into that that study room, and then you're eventually back into that main entry that you were uh, where you began your journey here. So you have the stairs going up. You have a few doors down the hall at the other end of the hallway. And then that kitty's just uh, kicking it, hanging uh, out. It actually disappeared. Oh, sorry. Brent, thank God. The cat's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. All right, yeah. And so Flavin just kind of walks up to this door, and he's like, well, let's just keep going. And he, you know, looked at that door, and he kind of checks and see if it will open. He opens it slowly and cautiously this time. Yeah. For brooms. Mm -hmm. uh, aromas of cooking permeate this kitchen. A large iron stove takes up one wall. The rest of, 
of the room is filled with large tables and racks lined with hanging pots, pans, cooking utensils. Everything is sparkling clean. With a flapping of wings, two small forms land on the nearest table. And it's those, those same uh, homunculi as the uh, clay figures that you saw downstairs. Uh, they bow before you and ask, uh, How can we be of help to our honored guests? Cooking? Cleaning? Mending your clothes? Perhaps. So Flavin looks at these and he kind of returns the bow, you know, you know, with a slight nod to his head. It's like, then he holds up one of the books. He says, you know where you can find some more of these books? Maybe five more of these books? Mm. Festandia wrote those books. Festandia, Festandia. They are all about, all about. So why there's nothing in the books? Like, what are, is there a secret hidden language in these books? Because, like, to me, the pages are empty. Ah, Master Fastandia was a weird one. Where is Fastandia? She, um, we have not seen her in so long. So long, right, Coriander? And the other uh, homunculi kind of turns and looks at him. Right, Cumin. We have not seen her in so long. Ah, uh, neither have we seen Freyat. They warned us not to touch those books. You should put them back. Where are the other books? Maybe we'll put them there with the other books. Mm, Fastandia was... There's books everywhere. Did you check the library? Yeah, you got two libraries. Library. <laughs> That's right. How many libraries but, are there? Uh, <laughs> mm, down the hall, down the hall. But be careful, there is, um, there's an imp around. I don't know why Fistandia made the imp, but it's around. Dear, all of them are mine. What, mm. what you, can you tell us of the use of some of the runes that we found just now? Was this from your, um... From your master? We found a room with various creatures there. Mm. Uh, 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 she's trying to make uh, more more creatures, more friends. But we'd... We were being... Um, every time she made a new one, we seemed like we were th thrown to the side. Uh, we didn't like that. Is there something cooking on? Is there something cooking on, on mm. the stove right? We are always cooking. What do you need? What's in that pot? Ah, uh, basic stew. Uh, we have some sweetbreads in the oven. Sweetbreads as in pastry, or yes. sweetbreads? <laughs> yeah, no. the the multiple meaning of behind. Yeah. Sweet, I wish sweetbreads was something I like just by name alone, but no, it's like a like a, a sticky bun kind of thing. So no severed hands and the uh, pot of stew. <laughs> on the, on the... No, not that you could tell. It's, it's, yeah, this is a little. This is at the top of Amethyst's mind at the moment because we just left a room with our. <laughs> They say many hands make light work. 
Oh, I will remember that one. Hmm. Well, Slavin looks at Coriander Ikuman's like, where's this library at? Y'all keep talking about. Is ah, it well, there, maybe? It's down the hall that way, and he points back to the way you, the rooms you've already, came. you've already looked at. Yeah. Uh, this way, though, be careful. Be very careful. Uh, two pseudo-dragons in there, causing a, a big mess. They are very unkind. Or not, not mm. a pseudo-dragon, sorry, fairy dragon. So Flavor looks at the group and is like, you want to go look at these fairy dragons? Maybe they're nice fairy dragons. No, they are not nice. No, no, no. Stay out of the Arboretum. Are there any books in the Arboretum? Mm. They look at each other. Kind of their big big eyes are kind of... Uh, mm. uh, not that I can remember. It's been has been days since I've been in there, though. Mm. I, Have you mm. checked upstairs? Upstairs? Maybe we, we should stay out of the arboretum. Um, upstairs is the master's uh, trophy room in, in the bedroom. There could be some in there. We we can check other places out, and 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 if if there's no, if we don't find all the books, we'll check the arboretum last. Yes, How about that. I like that idea. Stay away. Stay away. What kinds of trophies does the master collect? Mm. Uh, trophies. Bowling, mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a, a stag, a wolf, a periton. Ooh, my favorite. My favorite is the hellhound. And then the other, the other one, uh, Cumin goes, my favorite is the black dragon. Well, if you are interested in cleaning up various messes, you will point to the left down the hall. Uh, a few doors down, Sylvester has fallen and can't get up. Please help him. Oh, we have to clean up after the broom. We will be right on it. Yes. And bring the gardening shears. <laughs> oh, what do y'all think? Should we try to go just straight to the master's quarters and see if uh, what these trophies are? Yeah, let's head upstairs. And then we can come back to the operator, like uh, Draz said. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look how much trouble we had with the broom. I don't know about fairy <laughs> dragons at this juncture. <laughs> a level one murder. Yeah. Let us proceed upstairs. I mean, at level one, the cat could kill us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll move you along a little bit here. You are up in this. Uh, Going up the stairs into this uh, landing, uh, you see two doors: one to the to the right of the 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 stairs, and then one off to the left there. And so Flavin comes up to this first door to the right and just kind of looks at Brent and be like, <laughs> you know, shrug, you know, shrugs your shoulders, and Flavin just opens it. Yeah, it opens up to another hallway. If I can get the right tool here. Uh, a, a door now to your right again, and then a door at the end of the hallway. After you, Flavin. And well, he just goes where Brent is, and then just goes straight down to the left, to the first door. Yeah. 
Uh, in this room, you see uh, this is, in fact, the trophy room that was being talked about. Each corner of this pleasant parlor has a scarlet armchair and a reading table piled high with books. A cheery fire burns in the fireplace. A pair of swords sit on the, on the rack above the fireplace, and the heads of various animals are mounted on the walls. Uh, and those, those animals you see, you see a stag, a wolf, a periton, uh, a hellhound, and you do see a black dragon wormly, wormling. These are all dead, right? Uh, yeah, from what you can tell, they are, they are taxidermied and attached to the wall. They are not a full body, but just, just the bust Ed. itself. Yeah. But there are... Did, did we head to the right room? <laughs> there are books everywhere in here. Um, as you're looking around, you see... Um, uh, where was it? <laughs> Lost my spot. A lot of like poetry and more casual reading in here, but you do see on the uh, one of the end tables, you do see another book with that spine and cover that you are looking for, and it is the letter Y. So just as a reminder, we have R, I, B, and Y. Four of the seven. Oh, man. Amethyst just has a has a regulate. We should have asked the uh, we should have asked uh, Curry and Carmen. <laughs> we should have asked Cat's name was. Mm. Password. <laughs> what is the password, please? Um, but from what you can <laughs> tell, uh. You've kind of exhausted this room in this room there's really nothing in the you know the the, the quarters here you do see interested in these swords though yeah and as you're closer to the fire you do see that the fire is uh it is a fake fire it is arcane i mean the flame is there but it's not like burning wood it's more of an arcane fire magical fire um not burning fuel um and and not really putting off a lot of heat more decorative uh, you do see the swords up above are, are kind of crisscrossed over the uh, the hearth there. Um, they're, they're like uh, candlesticks on it. <laughs> no candlesticks whatsoever, uh, but they are you know attached and resting in uh, in some metal brackets there above it. I'm decent make, one. decent make. You're turning one. Yeah, yeah. As you begin to pick it up. It almost like takes control and starts to like, much like the broom, starts to try to oh, uh, move out of your hand. My, oh, my. I'm like, I get <laughs> and I as you let go up. of it, it does it rests itself back upon the uh, the hearth there. Okay then. <laughs> Brent starts backing away. Yeah, that broom. <laughs> I remember the broom. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. I don't guess there's anything here, uh, folks. Let's go to the next one. Next, next room. Next room. Bedrooms will often have books in them, you know, as <laughs> yeah. people like to read so in as bed. You, as you go to the end of this hall, you do come into a bedroom. Um, it, this this door was open, and you do see a cat kind of roaming around as it pleases there in the corner. 
Uh, open airy bedroom, canopy bed with rich scarlet curtains occupies one corner. A jug and a, and a wash basin stand on top of a chest of drawers and a fluffy black cat is napping on the scarlet easy chair. One wall is covered with a large painting of a gold dragon perched heroically on a mountaintop. And on the chest of drawers, you see another book. Same cat? Uh, different cat. Different hmm. cat. But you see another book, and from uh, across the room there, you can see it has the letter E on the uh, the spine. Looks like we're going for ribeye. R-I-B-Y-E. Rib <laughs> R we and were close is... with McRib. <laughs> that is five of the seven. Five of the seven. From what you know, you... Levin looks at the cat and says, hello, little cat friend. Do you have a name? Like, you know, the cat's going to be able to talk to us like yeah. all the other little creatures. Uh, it, it comes up and, 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 you know, nuzzles your hand, and you do see it has a uh, a tag, and the tag says Arnold. Um, Arnold. Yeah, we can thank Ginkgo for Arnold. naming that cat. That is Arnold. <laughs> um, <laughs> as it's uh, kind of in and out, much like the other one was, you know, maybe looking for a treat. And the flavor looks at, I'm going to tell you, it's like maybe like some beef jerky. So I take a little piece, break it off, and give it to the to the cat. So yeah, and it, it yeah. definitely um, sticks by your side a little bit more, um, knowing where the treats are. <laughs> so is this this window here or a door? Um... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that door leads outside uh, to a balcony. Uh, the door from the bedroom leads out uh, to a wrought iron balcony lined with slate flagstones. The greenery and colorful flowers of the Arboretum are visible below. Hmm. Arboretum, and, and again, huh? that same miasma, uh, the indigo miasma is out. Do we see any fairy pseudo dragons or some sort? Um, you know? Yeah, as you are looking down and in, in, in the, the glass domed Arboretum below you, uh, you do see two orange fairy dragons that are, are perched in some of the trees and they'll go from being visible to invisible and then they'll move to another tree and show up again and then go invisible again. Um, you do see two glowing orbs down there that are putting off light in there. Um, you can tell they're probably like the UV light for the plants that are growing in the Arboretum. I'm going to look out seeing Slavin there and seeing what he sees. And I'm going to say, you, 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 you should come away from there, Slavin. And I'm going to mage hand and like tug on his collar with my mage hand. And then Slavin takes his own mage hand, grabs his collar <laughs> and gets him out of that room as well too. To... Shaking, mage, <laughs> shaking <laughs> mage hands. <laughs> That's right. Like, let's get him out of here. And so then I do tell the group, I said, well, there are two orbs there. Maybe that is something that, uh, you know, uh, Matreus could find useful or, or, you know, something maybe. After we have books and puzzled out the, 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 the way home. And from what we saw, we're, we're not even entirely sure Matreus is alive. Oh, that's true. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, he might not be able to help us. We, we, yeah. we may like, be talking oh. back into a corpse and an assassin. Yeah. And at this point, as you're having that conversation, that two hour mark kind of uh, ticks off in, in your head and you're like, 
thinking you haven't seen him or heard the portal open back up in that promised two-hour time period. The only way we're getting out of here is on our own, I think. Your own eye. And so Slave was like, well, I guess we gotta kind of get find some of these other rooms, find some books. Two more books to find. Two more letters. Indeed. All right. Uh, Brent's so gonna go take ahead. a peek under the bed before on, on the way out. <laughs> uh, nothing but dust bunnies. Okay. No cats. <laughs> no more cats. Um, bunnies, the homunculi are not doing the job. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys right. broke the broom. You broke Broomba. Uh, um, yeah, you head down the hall and go into that the next room. Um, I'll reveal that for you. Uh, most of this room is taken up by uh, long wooden tables that are covered with glass vessels and books. Not as um, maybe rare or um, mad scientist-like as you saw downstairs. Um Cabinets with glass doors uh, line the walls and they contain all manner of specimens just below the ceiling in the middle of the room. Colorful globes circle each other in an intricate dance. The far wall is almost completely covered by a map of the night sky with a golden sunburst in the center above a closed door. I'm looking at every book I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me an investigation check if you're looking around. With, uh, me with too. Nothing, background would definitely be something that there's a star map. She's going to go, head straight for that. Yeah. Uh, give me another uh, investigation check as you're looking at the star map. And Dynamo, uh, next to you on that table, you do see another one of the books that you are looking for with the letter T. So we have six of the seven, R-I-B-Y-E-T. Um, Draz, investigation, was that a six for you? <laughs> it was a six, indeed. Wah, wah, you know what? Wah. I'll use my re-roll. All right. There we go. What the hell? Seven. <laughs> No, <laughs> the rerolls have been uh, just as bad or worse tonight. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, that's because that's because Bob donated them. Uh, they're oh, problems. Bob yeah. Problems. Um, oh, we had a we had some things happening in uh, the chat. I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention to you all. Uh, Homebrew RP, thank you for the raid. Appreciate it. Fleshsmith subscribed for 24 months. That's two years, folks. Wow. Fleshsmith, thank you uh, so much for hanging out with us. You should have the the oof emote now i mean you had it before but we it's new but you have that one now use it uh oofs for the rerolls um so um wow investigations have been kind of bad flavin you've got one though yes 13 yeah um yeah there nothing's really catching your eye the 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 bookshelves themselves uh, you, you do see some skulls and bones, uh, mounted animals, rocks, minerals, dried plants, uh, jars with creatures floating in liquid, but nothing as rare or, you know, like mad scientist like you found downstairs. Uh, the books that you're finding are very uh, natural sciences, astronomy, astrology, philosophy, uh, complex charts and formulas. But what is catching your eye uh, is that sun is that star map. There are five bright stars that um, 
kind of uh, sticking out among all the other stars. Amathea, do you know uh, these stars look any significance to you? I'm trying to determine if I recognize the constellation. Uh, it's thought sometimes that constellations uh, in certain certain constellations can be foreboding of something auspicious, both bad and good. I don't know. At first glance, I wasn't able to tell. Do we have any rerolls that I could reroll with Messi? Um, if you haven't used yours yet, there's one in there. Um, otherwise, I think anybody in chat help us out, uh, donate us a reroll. Um, we're kind of hitting a wall here. Um, I would I would allow you to take another uh, just a wisdom check. Right. Uh, no, not wisdom, intelligence, um, as this would be more of a learned book learned right. thing. There we go. That's what we're talking about. Um, that's a 19. Uh, the, the constellation itself doesn't stick out to you. Um, but, but those five stars are not in any sort of pattern, but there, there is something there about them, something special about them. And you, you don't quite know what yet. Are they familiar stars? Is it actually a constellation that I would have seen? No, well, no, no, no. It's not. It's not. Uh, you're We're in, in different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Hmm, interesting. I don't. I don't know. This, these are very unfamiliar to me. Of course, not like we're seeing our own home sky now, are we? This is true. Is it, is a star map within reach that we can have? Uh, it, it's, it, it's like taking up above the doorway. So uh, I don't know how tall you are, but uh, someone like Brent, would be there. But, uh, you know, with a, with a boost, you can get a more of a, a, a eye level view. Is it painted onto the wall or can we pull it off the wall? Mm. You can't really tell. It's you, you don't see any brush strokes. And the the stars do have a faint, very faint kind of shimmer and a glow to it. Like it's some some kind of uh, ar arcane projection of some sort. So then Flavin looks at Brent and said, Brent, come on over here. Let me get on this table and then get on your shoulders and let's look at these stars and see what's, what's happening here. See, maybe if we can get a closer look, if you'll let me. All right. So I'm got, I let you on my shoulders. Okay. Yeah. And as you get up and, and look, I view, uh, you definitely know it's not a painting. It's some sort of projection. And as you look around trying to find the projector, you don't see it. Um, so Flavor looks at the group. It's like this thing is projected on here. Where is uh? Anybody see any kind of source? You said there was there were some orbs though, some in this room lying around. 
yeah, so cla- cabinets, glass doors in the middle of the room, colorful globes circle each other in an intricate dance. So there, there are these floating globes that are just kind of moving and they kind of weave in and out of each other a little bit. Is it a How pair? many? Five. Um, did it say a couple? Colorful globes circle each other in an intricate dance. Uh, yeah, so we'll say there's three up there um, kind of moving in and out from each other, just circling. Hmm. Uh, again, a knot, it, it, they're the same shape and size as those, uh, the globes that you saw in the Arboretum from a uh, top-down view. Um, so it is almost like an arcane light bulb. <laughs> Dynamo mm. would. Um, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying that the projections don't seem to be coming from those orbs, but this reminds me a little bit of a planetarium uh, that we had back in the hall where I studied, uh, and that light being projected. Perhaps the light's coming from the other side of this wall. Have we tried the door yet? You have not? Perhaps All right, should. so I put Flavin down and try to <laughs> open the door. Yeah. Uh, as you open that door. Uh-huh. Opens into a dark, open space offering a view of the starry firmament of the night sky. Five telescopes mounted on bronze plates point toward the constellations above. In the middle of, a spa- of the space, a one-foot diameter sphere of clear crystal sits in a circular brass stand. And as you, you, you make your footfalls on here, it's, it feels like a grassy knoll. It's, it's no longer that, that flagstone, hard, uh, tiled floor. It feels like uh, grass. Is it like artificial or is it like grown there? Uh, you, know, you can take a, a deeper, a closer look if you'd like. Yeah, but but as you're you're looking around, that starry sky is like a 360 projection, and it looks like it goes on forever, like you're you're almost into like a holodeck kind of uh, a feel oh, really? as you walk into here, and everything just is now you're in a planetarium. You you would get a definite planetarium vibe from this. But the um, door's still here. Amethyst is definitely in there. Door's right still now. there behind you. Yes. Um, and as you kind of look out 20 feet and beyond, um, it kind of becomes shadowy and indistinct on the ground. So this, this ground layer that you are feeling so soft and cushioning, uh, it kind of fades off and you're almost hesitant to walk out there as it could be the edge of the edge of the world. Right. Oh, okay. So these, uh, uh, Telescopes are like in fixed positions, or can they move? Uh, telescopes can move, yeah. And and like, as you as you move one, they're very well balanced, and is is kind of very easy to move around and, and manipulate into a spot. Well, Flavin, being the curious type, just goes to this first telescope, and just looks through it. Okay. Did he? He die. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did, he, did he get transported uh, to yeah, a third planet? Yeah. 
no, you see that sky, that night sky. Oh, uh, that is what it is. Okay. Much closer now. Uh, you know, the telescoping properties are bringing you closer, and you do see. You're not focused on it. It's off in the corner of that telescope now. You see one of those bright golden stars that match ones that you saw out in the other room. Alethea is definitely taking a look through these scopes, taking very great care not to move them from the position yep. um, because she's been taught that you, you, <laughs> someone has set it yeah. for, a, a, for a very important reason. Yeah, so the base itself is like bolted down and, and secured to the ground. And if you're looking in the telescope as is without moving it yet, you see a kind of a blank night sky, some stars out there, but you don't catch any of the the brighter stars that you can kind of see. You can kind of make them out, but they are no they are not um, as vibrant as uh, when, when Flavin looked through one and saw it. And they're not as vibrant as the ones on the projected on the wall outside of the room. You said there was a, this thing in the center of the room. Uh, yeah. So in the center of the room is a one foot diameter sphere of crystal of clear crystal sitting in a circular brass stand. I'm going to touch it. um as you do you can tell the projection is coming from that that is pushing out in this 360 degree uh view but it goes through it you do not block the projection it's it, it you do see it on your hand like if you held your hand up there and looked at your hand you do see it but it still continues its projection past you and if we need it Church just redeemed a D4, so you can add a D4 to a roll. Thank you so much. Substance, substance is used. Nice to see you. He's calling out Debbie in the in the chat there. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so uh, you can tell this projection, this illusor, illusory uh, glade and, and starscape is coming from that globe. But again, bolted down and kind of like it has prongs that are keeping it in place um, so it cannot be moved. What happens if you cover the orb? Does it, all the it's, projections? No, it's still, it still, it pulses through anything that you would, you would cover over it. So there's really no, cool. no stopping the projection. So... Do, is each of the telescopes pointing to one of those five stars? They are not. That? They are not. It's the one Flavin looked in and, and that he moved. He kind of caught one in the corner. Um, the one, the other one that was looked through did not have a, a one of those bright stars. Hmm. And oh. enough time in here, you can you can point them out. You can point out the five stars. Uh, but they're, they're so far in the distance. They're not like super bright, but you can tell where they are. And there are five telescopes, five telescopes, five stars. I know Yeah, let's point them. Should we point, point them one to each? Okay. Aim, aim, aim one at each. Everybody grab a telescope and aim it at a star, the brightest star. Okay. I got one. Yeah. So it takes you a minute to kind of get it focused in. And uh, once you do that, you get all five of them focused in. In that wall across from the door illuminates a 
a door frame and a door comes into view. Once those, those five telescopes are locked in and guided on those five brightest stars, the secret door comes into view. And uh, women should... really like secret doors. <laughs> uh, I should say it's all right here. Check, check it for traps. Yeah, check it for traps. We check it. we we check for traps by making Brent go first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, are we are we opening this door? Yes. Yes. I love it. I, I, absolutely. I was. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so this room is bare, except. Oh wow. Well, except. <laughs> for a bookshelf covered in chains against one mm. wall, a plain oh. wooden bench and a reading desk built into the shelves. A book with the bust of a mage on its cover sits on the desk. That's the one we want, guys. That's that's the last book. But remember the last time we had books with chains. <laughs> um, I got an idea. Nobody go in the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> Step back. And, and I will step to the doorway and I will mage hand to the book and have the mage hand pick up the book and bring it to me. You mage, you dirty mage. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You've bypassed the big bad. Uh, no, that's good. Uh... <laughs> big bad is a bookshelf. <laughs> Damn readers. Yeah, knowledge is a uh, killer. Um, so your mage hand comes in and in those same uh, that, that you saw down below start flying out and trying to hit your mage hand, but just, you know, not making any purchase on, on its uh, ethereal form as it's going in and picking it up. Um, give me, let's, let, we can't just give it to you for free here. Um, give me a, uh, a dex or acrobatics with your mage hand. And, and I'll say you can use yours. You can just use your stats here as we're kind of going uh, All uh, right. off the book do here. Decks. 16. Oh, oh, I rolled a 15. That means you win. Um, <laughs> so those chains are, and books are flying out at your hand, and you're, you're, you're able to kind of joystick your hand through there and out and into you, out of that room. I, uh, I laugh a little. I have siblings. <laughs> I know how to keep away. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> so you do get this book out. And it has the letter Y. No, not Y. We already did that oh, one. Oh, oh. No, two, say two uh, This would be the letter L. The letter L. So that is seven. And you have R-I-B-Y-T-L. And you know from the memoirs reading down below that these spell out a word to summon the portal out of this, uh, this mansion. We just have to unscramble it. What? Liberty? That makes sense. Liberty. As you liberty. say liberty, you hear the swirling. You don't see anything. But you hear the opening of this portal and and, and it, it almost changes the the pressure in, in the space. Not so much in this room, but uh, away from you. Can we tell that it's coming from the door where we entered? Yeah, that's kind of the feel you're getting. Okay. Um, well, we have the way out now, it seems. Yes. 
Um, we should probably check on Matrius, see if he is okay. Unless there's anything else the rest of you would like to take care of while we are here. Well, the no. only amazing thing he's getting is the books with the names in the dead <laughs> closet. <laughs> if he's still alive. It's wonderful. So Slavin so, looks at the group like, we shouldn't go to the arboretum then. Arboretum then. Yeah. Maybe we should I, just... I, I mean, fairy dragons are, are, are fascinating creatures, but uh, got the books, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to tangle with them now. So <laughs> and knowing the, the time when you first opened the portal and how it immediately started dissipating. That's right. That's maybe, true. Maybe. No time for fairy dragons. Hustle. <laughs> Let's run. All right. Uh, you make your way back down. And as you're coming down those stairs, you see in that entryway, this open portal, and you see back into the room in Candlekeep that you were once in uh, earlier in today's adventure. As are you all stepping through? Oh, I'm stepping through. Sure. Yes, absolutely. As you all one by one, make your way through this portal. It closes behind you and on the floor, you see Matreus's body sprawled on the floor. Aww. The imp figurine is missing. Maddie. Yeah. Um, and he's he's definitely dead. He is definitely dead as you're you're checking the pulse, uh, looking around. Imp figurine is missing. And nothing different about the room uh, from the two hours ago when we were first in there. Nothing different about the room. And folks, sure, panic button. that is where we are going to end it with that uh, panic button. So it, it's, it, you may be saying, but wait, where's the conclusion? This might pick up when we play adventure two. some of our characters are returning for adventure two. the repercussions of Matreus uh, being murdered in uh, his study room may pick up in adventure two. but you all made it through the portal found the books that spell out liberty coming back into Candlekeep, finding that the one savior for your hometown that has been, uh, that has been uh, str stricken with uh, some poisons and, and ill will has uh, been, been killed. And that's where we'll finish it. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for uh, playing with me tonight. Some of you, your first time playing ever. Thank you for uh, letting me be your first. Um, you, you never forget your first, right? Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Thank you, uh, everybody in chat, for hanging out with us. Um, again, we'll do a quick roundup. Uh, let us know who you are and where we can find you on the uh, internets. And if you're coming back next time, I think I think some of you are. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I have so many games open. Uh, but let us know if we'll we'll see a reprisal of some of these characters. Uh, and we'll we'll go in the same order. Cranky, go ahead and uh, start us off here. Yep. Cranky Old Mage, you can find me on Twitter. Cranky Old Mage, or right here Wednesday nights for Descent into Avernus. And yes, next week I will be back with uh, Drez. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Cranky. It's always always a pleasure sharing a table with you. Uh, Snacks, go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, Debbie Snacks on Twitch. Snacks, S-N-A-X on Twitter. Uh, you can find me here again next week. And then also uh, you can find me on Brew Roleplay every other Saturday night. TT2KB, uh, the Vigilantes of Melandria just did that Twihander campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, and Monster of the Week on Thursday night on Friend of the Channel. Awesome. So, and this is Anna. So we actually had a cat. 
game just like we did in, in the game. It was real life. Thank you, Debbie, for uh, hanging out and, and playing a game with me tonight. Uh, we'll move on up to Tim. Yes, I am Tim. I'm on uh, Twitter at say yes to the zest, and I will be returning for the next adventure as well. All right, thank you, Tim. Uh, great to have you back. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, glad to have you back. Uh, we'll move on over to London. Yeah, London. It's uh, Dwayne Butcher on the internet. Uh, catch me on all those places. I will not be back for the second adventure, but uh, I will be back for the third adventure. Uh, and hopefully we will see how the imp goes. I may be back for the second adventure, and I don't know because it's like May 5th, and that seems like so far away from now. <laughs> Whatever that one. Uh, second adventure is in two weeks from now, so I, th I think you are on the third adventure, the Book okay. of the Raven, something like that. Uh, moving down, Mick. Yeah, I'm Mick Mastodon, at Mick Mastodon on Twitter, and uh, this is the best session I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's easy when you only got one. Well, I'm I'm glad. I, Thank you. <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't take any of the slots for the for the next few adventures, but um, I would love to sign up for in there. as soon as I can. Yeah. So that's a good good plug for these adventures. If you would like to be a part of these, uh, we have the first four of them full. I don't want to fill too many because we're getting so far in the future. It's hard to plan that far ahead. Uh, but if you would like to be uh, have the option to be in some of these, uh, check out our Discord down below. Let us know you want in the Candlekeep Mysteries. We'll get you into the private secret chat. And then from there, we uh, that's where all our game planning happens. So let us know if you want to be there. I'm looking forward to round two. Uh, and some of the characters that are coming over, some new characters coming in. It's going to be a great time. With that being said, join us on Wednesday for uh, Descent into Avernus. You'll see myself and Cranky Old Mage again as we, uh, you know, uh, scurry through the Try depths, to through hell. <laughs> depths of hell uh, <laughs> and make it out by the skin of our teeth every single time. Until that one time we don't, it will happen. Uh, hopefully not on this Wednesday. Check us out Sunday for the finale of what will most likely be the finale. I, I can't guarantee it because Strahd is a, a tricky character, but that is going to be the finale, all things um, considered, of our Curse of Strahd campaign that's been going a year plus. So check us out then. How much two sucks uh, kill all the characters? <laughs> I, one, is, one has one hit point, and he is alone with Strahd and grappled. So it's not looking good for that character. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us on this Monday uh, night. Um, I would raid. I don't know how. Let's see if I can figure out a raid. Hang with us as uh, I don't usually do the raiding. I don't know if uh, if uh, Bob's in chat there. Uh, he's probably taking a nap. Um, I don't, Bob. I don't even again. I don't even know how to do it. I'm sorry to the potential channel that we would have raided. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There we go. Uh, do we have anybody streaming? I found out how to do it. I just need a, a channel. Uh, do we have any other D&D channels out there? Um, any homebrew rated us? Not that I fall. Otherwise, yeah, we, would I have, fall. We'd have, we would have gone there. Let I me see do not I... have any on my list playing currently. Uh, Soul Bear RPG. Let's go there. Soul Bear RPG. They are playing the finale of a vampire uh, game. So let's see if we can figure out how to raid there. Uh, let's see. I've never done this before, so thank you for uh, bearing with me. Soul Bear RPG. There we go. That's where we're heading. We're starting the raid. Thank you for hanging out. Tell them Featherfall sent you. Enjoy. Have a good uh, rest of your week, everybody. We got the awkward four seconds. <laughs> I don't know what to, I never know what to do in this time. 
other than we'll say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Raid now. Raid now.